MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, here we are. It is the last day of the March 2023. Kathy, what's going on in the news? In the news this morning, Donald Trump has been indicted by a Manhattan grand jury, a historic reckoning after years of investigations into his personal, political, and business dealings, and an abrupt abrupt jolt uh, to his bid to retake the White House. The exact nature of the charges were unclear because the indictment remained under seal, but they stem from payments made during... 2016 presidential campaign to silence claims of an extramarital sexual encounter. Prosecutors said they were working to coordinate Trump's surrender, which would happen early next week. They did not say whether they intended to seek prison time in the event of a conviction, a development that wouldn't prevent Trump from seeking and assuming the presidency. The indictment, the first against a former U.S. president, injects a local district attorney's office into the heart of the national presidential race and ushers in criminal proceedings in a city that the ex-president for decades called home. Trump, who has denied any wrong doing and has repeatedly assailed the investigation called the indictment political persecution and predicted it would damage Democrats in 2024. I think there was uh, historically, and this is kind of wild, the last time a a president or or former president was was arrested or facing charges like this is when Ulysses S. Grant was charged with riding his horse too fast. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, wait, t- speeding tickets for... A speeding <laughs> ticket for his horse. Oh, yeah. my God. So it's, it's pretty wild. Very early, early version of radar guns, I remember. It had to yeah. be, right, yeah. You just had to find another horse that would snitch. <laughs> Uh, This is a terrible story. A police officer has been charged after he hit and killed a bicyclist in Chester County last month while responding to another traffic call, according to the district attorney's office. Westtown East Goshen Regional Police Officer Jason Listmeyer has been charged with careless driving, unintentional death, and other related crimes in the February 19th crash. Uh, Police say the uh, 75-year-old Michael Guillaume was riding his bike when Listmeyer hit him from behind. Investigators say it happened at 10.15 in the morning on South High Street underneath the 202 bypass. Police say both the Westtown East Goshen Regional Police Officer and Guillaume were traveling in the same direction. The officer was rushing to another accident, but he did not have his lights or siren on. Police say, uh, police found that Listmeyer was traveling approximately 50 miles per hour in a 45 mile per hour zone, but lost control of the vehicle when he looked down at his work computer. He struck a guardrail and then struck Guillaume. Listmeyer immediately rendered aid, but Guillaume was pronounced dead at the scene. The cause of death was attributed to multiple blunt impact injuries. Uh, Officials said the Westtown East Goshen Regional Police released a statement which read in part, Listmeyer's actions were unintentional. We are heartbroken for the loss of life. The effect it has had on the Guillaume family, the police officers involved, and our community. It's, it's, it's a horrible story, but it does, uh, you know, um, it does raise the issue of a quick glance at a screen. Yeah, and I had a situation yeah. years ago, and I never, I, I don't do it at all now. I'll, I'll pull off to the side or whatever. Um, you know, it... it I was driving. It was, I was coming back actually. This was years ago, and I was doing um, the uh, the show uh, with Preston. You know, when it was with oh, when WD. you were living in Long Island, right? Yeah. So, and, and I was driving back, and and there was a sound from my phone, and uh, and I, I looked, and in that nanosecond, I could have easily veered. You don't realize somehow yeah, something right. happens, and you don't think, "Well, I'm good. I can do this." Yeah, and it's such it's such a reflexive thing to do, but if you know. 
there's so many cases where people veer into oncoming traffic in that nanosecond it can happen. And in this area, because uh, there was something that happened in Delaware County not too long ago as well, where a woman was killed on her bike. You know, um, it, it gives me pause because yeah. I, I go out on my bike quite a bit. Um, around here, I try to... Uh, I, I just try and hit the Schuylkill River Trail down the shore. I feel a little safer. But I that's know. That's what I say to my dad all the time. I'm like, just stay on the trails. Uh-huh. And there just- are people, Kathy, who just love to drive. Like I see them on the weekends driving down Montgomery and you know and 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 Lancaster yeah. and and, and these main roads and, and right. So, but in the, in what we are is we we are besieged with screens as we're driving, mm-hmm. and it's just it. You have to try to. And I'm, I've been guilty of it, and I know, and it's such a tragic thing what happened here, but there's stories of it happening over and over and over again, that distraction from the screens. Yeah, and listen, I don't know what the the rule is or the guidelines for these officers, but it's not like he picked up his phone. He looked at his He was work, looking at his work computer. Do you ever see those computers? They're, there? I mean, yeah. they're, they're full-on computers. They are. That they get updated information like uh, as they're driving to a call. So maybe he's, and it's something pertaining to what he was responding to, but that's it caused this to happen. Yeah. yeah. So terrible. Uh, the statement goes on to say they respect the prosecutorial decision of the district attorney and will let the matter play out in court and that they will be conducting their own investigation. Listmeyer remains on administrative leave. Dramatic video shows a snowboarder who was buried alive upside down in the snow being saved by a skier who happened to see the snowboard sticking out of the snow. It happened near Mount Baker in Washington State near the Canadian border. The skier used his avalanche rescue training to dig the snowboarder out. The skier properly dug around the victim head to clear his airway first before the rest of the snowboarder's body was freed from the crushing snow. I, I honestly blame him for going down upside down. Yeah, that's risky. That? Yeah, you <laughs> should not do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They but, said you know, that that's what saved him, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't what, doubt being it. upside down? Yeah. Wait, that, how? I don't know, but they said um, the way he was able, I guess, to breathe while he was under the, under the snow, um, but that that's what saved him. He activated the, uh, the alert uh, button, which yells for him. <laughs> But how terrifying, though. Like, uh, I, 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 yeah, uh, forget it. No. I get uh, claustrophobia when I hear these things. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, in any case like that, where you're in snow compacted, we've, we've mentioned it over and over again, mm-hmm. people think, well, it's just snow. No, it packs up like cement. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, luckily for this guy, he was, as you said, inverted, and that somehow helped him. Yeah, I was stuck one time, um, probably like chest down. Unfortunately, my dad was with me. Um, so I How'd was- that happen? Uh, we were like back in what they called like the glades, like like a little bit off skiing. We were up in Vermont, like like almost close to the Canadian border, and um, yeah. So I got stuck, and it was, I mean, it it, it was powder, so I just sort of right. fell into it. But you, then immediately, you you can't move. You can't move. Oh, yeah, can't move. that's, I mean, that's what happens. Had to, had to dig me out, like, and I wasn't, you know, I was young, so I probably wasn't scared. You know, if it happened today, I'd probably be petrified. But yeah. you know, my head was out, and and I had you know enough room to breathe and all that. But the, but how quickly you get stuck in there, it's scary. I, that's when your father skied into Gwyneth Paltrow, correct? Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> the video shows the moment uh, the buried snowboarder is able to breathe again, revealing how dire the situation was before the rescuer arrived. It's unknown if the snowboarder suffered any injuries. In sports this morning. All sacks are young. The Phillies lost their season opener 11-7 to the Rangers last night in Texas. What the Texas. is this? The Phils jumped out to a 5 nothing lead, but the Rangers scored nine runs in the fourth inning on their way to a comeback win. What the f*** 
fuck is that? The series against the Rangers continues tomorrow afternoon. Zach Wheeler will get the start at 4.05. The Flyers lost to the Senators 5-4 last night in Ottawa. The fuck is that? The former Flyer Claude Giroux made it 4-1 in the third period with his 29th goal of the season, but the Flyers rallied to send it to overtime. But Alex Dabrinkat jumped on a turnover for the game winner. The Flyers are back home tomorrow night with the game against the Buffalo Sabres at 7 o'clock. And the Sixers only have six games remaining in the regular season are at home tonight with the game against the Toronto Raptors. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. And the Union are at home tomorrow night with the game against Sporting Kansas City. The match at Subaru Park is set to begin at 8. And that's what I have for you this morning. Okay, thanks a lot, Kathy. It is Friday, which is a wonderful thing. And, and no sad bro, the the, uh, the ratio of no sad bro to sad bro <laughs> increases dramatically. Yeah. So we're very thrilled. Preston, not with us. Um, I know, Nick, you got to communicate with him a little bit via text. And, and things are actually at least working better for what's going on. A lot of people have been asking how he's doing and sending wonderful, you know, uh, thoughts and, and prayers as standard, you know, thing. But people, right. are, people are obviously uh, uh, concerned, and, and I, I can guarantee you he and his family are very appreciative of that. And I'm glad that he made this decision to go. It, it's it was, the right one, It, it was the right call, yeah. and uh, I know that he's conflicted when it comes to missing work, and I understand that for sure, uh, but family comes first. And, and so for him to be down there was the right call, and it seems like, um, he's glad he made that decision, too. And so, just so you know, Preston, if you miss it, he said on air what was going on. It yeah. involves uh, cognitive issues with his, his parents who are older, and he's juggling uh, simultaneously. Both his mom and his dad are going through these issues. In and, separate states. In separate states and trying to coordinate what's going on. And as you said, Nick, in your text exchange with him, he's he feels good to be there and, and able to handle that because Rochelle was handling the bulk of it. Yeah. He'll tell you everything when he gets back, and uh, you know we'll move forward, and hopefully he'll come back and tell us some some very good things that have developed because of that. But in his uh, absence, yeah. we still uh, are carrying on, and we have a full show for you today. Um, and uh, we have our guest, Randy Feltface. Yeah. And if you're unfamiliar with Randy Feltface, uh, it is a it is rare. In fact, virtually never will yeah. we interview someone as a as a character or uh, a puppet. Right. Randy Feldface, I'm convinced, watching uh, our last encounter with him, is a living entity because he's. We conducted that conversation yeah. talking to the damn puppet because he's so engaging. <laughs> I never met him. I, I wasn't here that day for some reason. Oh, you I, missed I, it. No, yeah. I don't remember why. Nick, I wasn't it's here. bizarre. I'm, I'm really excited. And, um, Steve, it's become the most popular Daily Rush video in the last year. <laughs> People love Feltface. And, and yeah. so I've watched the video as well. It's a great video. Nick, and, but he's a person, he's a real thing. I'm watching the video, and everyone in the room here is keeping eye level with <laughs> the puppet. Oh, yeah. It's like when you when you meet the fanatic, right? Yeah. You, you, you talk to the fanatic right, yeah. and you're looking into his eyes, <laughs> his static plastic yeah. eyeballs. Uh, or when you have a, a Halloween mask on and you're posing for a picture, <laughs> you still smile. You're, you know, you're like, even though your face it's isn't being shown. Yeah. But it, it, it's uh, very funny. Now, Casey, you handed me this. Uh, are we giving these away now? Yeah, it's a no sad bro, so it's let's a no off right. All right. So we call into win a pair of tickets to see the National League champion Phillies oh. take on the Miami Marlins on Monday, April 10th at 6.40 p.m. For tickets, go to phillies.com. What's the number case? I never uh, say two one five two six three 263 wmmr Yeah, I'm horrible with numbers. Yeah, so caller you... number nine for nine. the, yeah, I think because they allowed nine runs in one <laughs> inning yesterday. <laughs> I just saw a stat that said the 2008 Phillies lost the home opener, or lost the season opener as well. And Marissa, let's remember, how far through the year did we get with most people going, they're out, they're not going to make it. And then they destroyed it. Now, look, 
They got the mechanism in place as so they lost the home opener. It doesn't matter. So give a call. We're going to reset everything. We're going to come back after this. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, we got a stupid question on the stupid way. Stupid question the whole day. We're have some fun, baby. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests. But some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash freshpass for program details. Service available in select areas. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are going to do our, and I'm really proud of this one. It is a very stupid, stupid question Good. today. Uh, I, I like a very stupid, stupid question for a Friday. <laughs> and so this is for the Metallica 72 Seasons uh, Worldwide Listening Party. And just a little um, teaser, we will be playing that new Metallica song this morning at nice. some point. So here's your stupid, stupid question. <sighs> Whatever happened to predictability? Uh-huh. The Milkman, the Paperboy, and what? 215-263-WMMR. Whatever happened to predictability? I like that a lot. The Milkman, the Paperboy, and what? And it's one of those cases where either you know it or you don't. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It was stupid. Uh, it was very <laughs> stupid. All right, so we'll uh, get the calls and see if we can get a winner on that. Uh, yesterday... Uh, the verdict came in. You know, the world is focused. There's a lot going on in the world. There's all sorts of tumult and there's war and there's famine and disease and all that stuff. But the world is really focused in on the Gwyneth Paltrow trial. Well, I kind of am because this is one of those situations where th- there's no, like, nuance to it. It's either like, no, you did it. No, you did well, it. Well, and that's something that I think is catching a lot of people's attention because um, th- somebody's lying. Somebody's flat out lying. No, and, somebody's and, not misremembering. And so the um, the verdict came in. Kathy, do you have that story? Yeah, so the jury sided with uh, actor Gwyneth Paltrow on Thursday, deciding she was not at fault for the 2016 ski accident with a retired Utah optometrist who sustained broken ribs and a concussion after the fall. Uh, So Terry Sanderson filed a $300,000 lawsuit against Paltrow, alleging that reckless skiing caused her to run into him from behind on February 26, 2016 at Utah's Deer Valley Resort. The collision left Sanderson with four broken ribs, a concussion and lasting brain damage that affects his daily life and personal relationships, he said. So we have the uh, the verdict being read, or the yeah. decision being read, and, and listen to this. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Has the jury reached a verdict? Yeah. Will you please hand it to the bailiff, and the bailiff will bring it to me. Thank you. We'll now have the clerk read the verdict. Was Gwyneth Paltrow at fault? No. 
Was Terry Sanderson at fault? Yes. What percent of the fault do you assign to Terry Sanderson? 100%. What amount fairly compensates Gwyneth Paltrow for economic damages? $1. That's amazing. And that's what she'd ask for, $1. Oh, and that as, is... Yeah. So everything uh, everything that he was saying, the judge found, was inaccurate. And, he, and so... He said he had had this brain trauma that kept him basically a shut-in. Yeah. What happened was they had people come up who testified that he was going on vacations around the world. Oh, yeah. and he was not a shut-in. And but you it, through this thing, he he's really narcissistic. Yeah. I was watching footage of him testify, and I don't know he I, he got it in his head that he was owed something or just wanted the spotlight because. It was him that, that hit, hit her. Well, yeah. and here's the thing. Because at first I thought, because you can, you can run into somebody skiing and it be their fault. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. So I'm thinking, okay, even though he ran into her and hit yeah. her from behind, maybe she was at fault. You know, maybe she was skiing erratically or was out of control or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. But the fact that he tried to say she ran into him like they literally have a picture of her uh, of him behind her yeah yeah on the skis on the slope that's crazy all right so and and then even like with the broken ribs right right maybe he does have broken don't, ribs. i don't doubt he's older i don't doubt he has some had some injuries but are the broken ribs in the front you know how do you get broken ribs in the front if you're hit from behind i mean unless you fall forward or whatever but then also is there like perjury here because he's like well, if it's, they're it's, finding it's, it 100- it's a civil so, I don't know. I don't can, know you perjure, can you perjure yourself in civil court? Yeah, you can. Absolutely, right? I mean, you can. Yeah, I think that can. they would then have to press those charges. Right. So, like, they, they, everybody probably wants to put this behind them. Yeah. Including the court. Uh, so, I think that Casey, yes, if they wanted to hold him uh, accountable for that, they could. You know, the, but the, they probably don't. The funny thing is, Nick, this was passed on already in court. Yeah. yeah. It was. There. It was already. It was already brought up for a oh, litigation. Criminal? Yeah. Well, um. No, I think it was another another case. Yes. Okay. So well, she counters she countersued him. Yeah, for a dollar. For a dollar. Right. 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 Because right. <laughs> she was, you know, uh, had some of her own as injuries well as or, legal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is completely wrong. But anyway, uh, as she's leaving the court, it, they asked him. Apparently, she said something to him, and this is them interviewing Sanderson yesterday. Did Gwyneth Paltrow touch you as she left? She did. What? The, her exact words: "I wish you well." Very kind of her. That's all she said. That's all she said. Okay, and did you respond? I said, thank you, dear. I said, thank you, dear. As affected as Gwyneth Paltrow might be, this guy, he's, you know, he's he's off the rails. And so uh, they had people, I guess people who would have been considered friends of his testifying that, nah, this is is a big grab. The thing I was curious about, uh, and it seemed to be that they let, the um the jury foreman read the yeah right so mm-hmm. does that I think that's you, what they usually do have you guys ever been uh, you know no. in a, in a, in a, I thought usually the like the judge asks them re- but but that's usually criminal cases they read the charges and then the foreman answers right. I guess this was these were the the questions that they needed to answer and so have you ever, she read it have any of you ever been in a full um, jury situation that you brought to fruition with a decision uh, yeah no, not as a juror not as a plaintiff or or defendant or anything like that I, you have Nick. No, I said not yet. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Preston was, remember? Yeah. yeah. Yes. He's not here. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, do they let, will they let you, because it's a classic movie thing, mm-hmm. you know, we the jury, um, you know, find, uh, you know, for the plaintiff or, or whatever. Right, right. And it, is is that a, is it's, it? The foreman usually. We don't, because uh, I'm. 
So that's what I was trying to figure out because it's, I know it seems weird, but that would be if you're going to go, it'd be cool to be the one that gets to stand up and go, you know, to 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 uh, whether guilty or not guilty. Steve, that sounds like the fun part of it, but the stressful part is being in the room and having to be the lead person that like keeps control of the room and get everybody on the same page, yeah, right? Yeah, and there's so many weird aspects to see. I tell you what, let's uh, let's get an answer, okay. uh, Jason, and open up the phones I, to our stupid question, which was again, uh, whatever happened to predictability? The Milkman, the Paperboy, and what? And it looks like Andy on line four was the one who got in first. Andy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Good morning. Andy! All right, Andy. Whatever <laughs> happened to predictability? The Milkman, the Paperboy, and... The Evening TV. Yeah! 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 All right, Andy, you won yourself a pair of tickets for the Metallica 72 Seasons Worldwide Listening Party. 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 <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a party. <laughs> that is coming to theaters nationwide for one night only. And that night is going to be Thursday, April 13th. So congratulations. I'm going to throw you on hold real quick. And uh, where are we at here? Okay. You'd be the first to hear the new Metallica album in its entirety the day before it's released. And it's going to be played on the big screen with full surround sound and uh, featuring introductions from the band for every single song. For tickets and a list of participating theaters, because this is happening all over the, the country, you can visit Metallica.film. So, yeah. we're So, We'll throw up on the phones if you've ever been in a in a, in a court situation where you've been the one to read the uh, the finding or the or the verdict. Yeah, and and how does that happen? And, and is it different between a, a criminal trial yeah. and a civil trial? Yeah, and then also like uh, yeah, oh, it's got to be. And then also um, where the the court uh, proceedings are being held because like I just know that when my mom was rear-ended by uh, a, a driver and she it was literally she had had neck surgery. It was the same optometrist, wasn't it? No, no, but no, but it actually was uh the the per, the person driving the car yeah. actually uh, was pretty well off. Oh, okay. And uh but the thing was so my mom had had neck, neck surgery. Right. Uh, it was like I think the first day she was actually able to drive, she was allowed to drive again. She gets rear-ended and it threw everything back and she ended up having have neck surgery oh, again. Man. Like, yeah. So what's funny is um, this guy, the, the accident happened in Delaware County. Uh, this guy, because he is was well-connected, well he, he was able to move the proceedings somewhere else that was going to favor his decision. She lost. Whoa. She lost. They, they thought she was going for a money grab. I know from full, like, I, I live with her. I know exactly what happened to her physically as a result. And, like, she lost, you know, I was... You know, it's and, weird to see how this how this stuff plays out, and mm-hmm. and how like we because we have the situation with Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde, yeah. And so in that case, so they're fighting over uh, um, uh, the kids, yeah. and visitation and all that stuff. So Sudeikis wants the trial moved to New York, yeah, or whatever they're proceeding with because. He believes that would favor him. Yeah, because in California, that's like um, it's fifty fifty. Right, right, right. No matter what, yeah. right. And well, she and she eventually won out. Yeah, but there are all these these um, I guess machinations that go on that uh, can allow you jockeying for a superior position. You know, in court, we, we have a lawyer on line too, Steve. If you want to go to uh, one of the phone calls, oh yes, please. Yeah, yeah. So we got uh, Nick on line too. Nick, how are you? I'm well, guys. How are you guys? Good, good. So in this case, I was wondering just, and is there a delineation between a criminal and civil trial? And I know it's crazy, but we've seen it in movies countless times where the actual juror, the lead juror, gets to read the verdict. Is that the case or am I mis? 
remembering or misstating that? No, you're, you're not misremembering. I think the confusion is that it actually goes state by state. So every oh. uh, every state, every criminal court, every state civil court, every federal court does it. Well, all the federal courts do it the same way. But every they all get to choose their own mechanism. So whether it's a bailiff that might read the verdict, uh, the judge may read the verdict, or in many states the uh, the jury reads the verdict and may read the damages or whatever the case may be. So it goes by state by state. I was wondering in a case where, say, you had some, like, a, let's say you had a, a mob trial or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Can, can can the, the juror de, demure from reading the verdict? I don't know, out of fear. Can I just, could you wear a mask? <laughs> you know, like, right. I don't want you to know what I look like you, at all. You know what I'm saying here, Nick? Uh, but, no, you know, I, I totally get it. I, I can tell you from, you know, from my experience, uh, I was a homicide prosecutor in Philadelphia for a long time, and I've, I've had juries that actually asked to be escorted out of the courthouse immediately after reading the verdict because they were concerned. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of protections that go into place um, depending on the case, you know, depending on the risk to protect identities, protect um, information. You know, it's still now it's 2023. Are you, a lot of that is still, are, you know, you, they can't hide their faces when they're in the jury box. Yeah, no, um, understood. Uh, are, are you in baby court right now? We hear the uh, the plaintiff. In the back. Uh, I am the father of three. I currently have a, a six year old and my almost one and a half year old. Oh, we, we, we appreciate. I love the show. We listen every morning, so I had to, I had to call. It. Oh, well, thank you. I just had one more question concerning. Sure. Uh, it was about the. Um, oh God! And now I forgot it. I have a question. Yeah, 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 Why you think of that? Um, how is a the foreman chosen? Uh, the foreman is typically chosen by the jury itself. So uh, I can speak specifically for Pennsylvania. I can't speak for every other state, but in Pennsylvania. The jury will, and I, oh, by the way, uh, not only my attorney, I've actually sat on a jury. Okay. Um, the first thing you'll do is they'll go back to deliberate after they've been instructed by the judge. And the first thing they'll do is they'll select or vote someone to serve as the foreman for the jury. So I, I remember the question. Uh, it, so Casey was asking about, uh, th- so th- this, it appears that this is, since this is the finding in this in this trial, that the uh, the, the doctor, the optometrist who, who brought the, uh, the complaint against Gwyneth Paltrow, there were a bunch of people that came up on uh, the stand that seemed to indicate that he was lying. Is it possible he could face charges for lying in court? It is uh, theoretically possible, yes. That being said, the standard for perjury is so incredibly high. Mm. You have to prove that someone not only said something that was not true, that it was material, meaning that it was important to the case, and that they did it intentionally. So in this case, it would be extremely extremely difficult to establish that he intentionally lied when he has a, a brain injury, when everyone acknowledges okay. that memory deficits. Um, and I will tell you that perjury is generally pretty hard, mm-hmm. but it's not impossible, right? So when there's physical evidence, when there's documentary evidence, or when later there's a recording or someone acknowledges that they know they lied, that, then, you know, then it becomes much more likely. Because, you know, it blows our minds, our collective minds, or maybe just my deficient mind, that it... it uh, it is the absolute opposite of what actually happened, according to the, the findings of the of the trial, that he slammed into her. Yeah, sure. And, and, and I think that's where we all have to acknowledge that, like humans and their memory, right. are fallible. Right? Okay. There's oh yeah. Tons of studies out there that <laughs> you can convince yourself that something happened, even though it clearly did not. All right. I have to ask your, your homicide. Uh, you, you worked in, in the with the homicides. What was the most high profile um, case you were ever on? And can you can you reveal that? Um, I can't. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all public knowledge. I yeah. think uh, I handled a couple. You know, it's been ten years since I worked in the office, but I you know handled a bunch of cases that were in the press. Uh, though I can tell you, my most interesting case was a case where the defendant uh, had shot somebody. He didn't die. Um, but then before that man, he was, and then he was taken into custody. He was charged with a shooting. 
And then before his victim could testify, he had buddies of his in the neighborhood, then shoot him again and kill him. Wow. But we're still able to use the now deceased man's statement identifying the shooter. um, Wow. Which was a first time it ever been done in Pennsylvania. So that's probably my... No, good good for you. What do you do now, Nick? Uh, I do a lot of different, I do a little bit of criminal defense. I do a workers' comp. I do some personal injury. Um, I do a lot of, I'm a vet, so I do a lot of veterans' work as well. Oh, okay. well, excellent. Well, well, thanks for calling Thank in, man. Very informative. Yeah. Appreciate wow. it. Wow. I love when we get smart people that listen to our show. <laughs> it, it, also, it also troubles me in a way because I'm like, why are you wasting your time with us? Yeah. But you know, a lot of smart people like watch Vanderpump Rules and, and yes. you know, they just so like, you need to be able to check the brain at the door. Let us be They yeah. need like a dumbed down thing to do for the day and yes. just listen to yeah. us. We are the distraction from uh, the smart things they do the rest of the day uh let me uh let's go to steven on line five steven how are you you're a claims adjuster it says yeah how you doing guys you guys rock <laughs> thank you so much so can you yeah. shed some light on the uh, some of the uh, minutiae of this case well it came down to credibility and basically sanderson was not credible i mean he just kept on elaborating on everything that happened and what killed him was the social media post with the pictures if you have four fractured ribs, you're not doing anything for a couple of months, and yet he's out gallivanting around the world. Mm-hmm. So this is the same sort of thing when you see people who, who try to bilk the insurance companies, and then there's pictures mm-hmm. of them doing home repair and stuff like that, correct? Yep, exactly. This was the 80s. He would have got away with it because social media wasn't around back then. So yeah. so do you see – so is this doing in a lot of these people because of their Facebook postings and stuff like that? Are you seeing this very often? Oh, yeah, we use that as a defense, definitely. Yeah, we say, you know, yeah. hey, you can jump on there and look and see what they're doing and take, take save that photo and use it as leverage to for negotiate a settlement or just deny the claim. So let me ask you something, and, I, and so you're an adjuster, so I don't know uh, on the law side, but if a jury were to learn of, you know, somebody like scrubbing their social media prior to a trial, I assume that would... At least that would create the impression that there was damning evidence, right? Exactly. Spoilation of evidence, yep. Uh, they, uh, yeah, you got that, and you can get just do a little bit of research and go around the neighborhood. Somebody's going to hate your neighbor. Hate your <laughs> yeah, and they're going to say, oh, yeah, I saw him. Then we set up surveillance, and then we got him. Yeah, I mean, there's I, I have friends that have applied for jobs that are literally, like, digging into friends of friends or, like, geotagging a bar that you think this person was at and really? looking for people in the background oh, wow. of a photo from the restaurant or things like so that. Like, St- it's crazy. Steven, that happens a lot? That sort of... Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. A whole, uh, it's a whole new world. Well, thanks for calling in, Steven. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? I want to... So we have two people that were voted foreman. Yeah. Um, and so I want to go to Brad yeah, go first. I want to go to Brad first because he was the foreman on a court trial. Brad, how you doing this morning? Good. How are you doing this morning? You guys rock. Thank oh, you. thank you. Thank you. So you were a foreman. What kind of trial was it? Uh, it's, uh, it was almost like uh, watching a TV series come to life. I was actually on a murder trial. Whoa. Now, listen, uh, and I know this sound. I don't mean to sound weird, but if you're going to get stuck on a trial, you know, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a true crime junkie, that would be like the, the brass ring. Was it for you? Yeah, it, it exactly. It never would wish it upon everybody, but at the same time, it was kind of exciting and exhilarating even though it was a terrible situation. Can you give us, uh, if it's not too gruesome, the, the specifics of what the trial was about? Oh, absolutely. It's, pu- again, public knowledge. So okay. it was uh, about, I want to say 10 years ago now, uh, it was a gentleman who stabbed his girlfriend 30 times. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. So-, um, so, yeah, it was, I mean, I can say the name. It was John Wise in court because I went back to the sentencing. It was in New Jersey. 
um, and uh, he how, represented how? himself. Well, they always oh. say that's, yeah. you know, you have a fool, fool for a client. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, so, so how long did that last? Uh, this one, I believe it was four weeks. Okay. Four weeks. Wait, and, and it, he he lasted the entire time with no attorney? Yeah, so the, I guess what the way that it works is if you're representing yourself, the state will issue you uh, an attorney, a state representative, to guide you through. Like co-counsel? To ensure, correct, so that you, rep, I guess, represent yourself in a fair manner so it's not in the mistrial. The highlight must have been when he, he, uh, <laughs> when he cross-examined himself. Must have been wild. Yeah, yeah, how did that work uh, out yeah. for him? It didn't work out well because I think he got sentenced to life. And a lot of other charges. And did you read the verdict? Yes, I did. Uh, okay, so how? I assume that's a little nerve-wracking, correct? It's very nerve-wracking, especially when you're sitting in a room first as a juror. Then you guys go through and decide who you want to be, you know, to, to uh, represent all the group. And I assume he's there looking at you read it, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I right. mean, but if you are, you know, if you found this guy guilty, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can, you know, I I wouldn't, I would look you dead in the eye and go, yeah. Your guy next to me was the one who really, he was the guy. (laughs) So why, Brad, why do you think you were chosen, uh, voted the foreman of the uh, jury? It was honestly for us, it was just in the group who was willing to do it. It wasn't like a a thing. We were in the room when we, when we went back to deliberate, it was just, you know, we talked to this group and we had to pick a representative for the group and. I, I just stuck my head up and said I'd do it. Okay. Is there is there a point there, uh, you know, uh, Brad, where it, it, it hits you sort of like, okay, because, listen, we, we see it. We're so used to being uh, exposed to this stuff through dramatic representations of it. Is there a point where it hits you that this is reality and this guy's future is in our hands? It was actually the opposite when I described it to, like, <clears throat> excuse me, my wife and some other people. It was like because we had to examine the murder weapon you know, hold it while I was in the bag. And I'm like, as terrible as this is, this seems fake at the same time, almost like scripted because uh, you come so numb to it from watching it on TV. Yeah, exactly. It didn't seem as real as, I, as it should have. Do you know what it's like? It's like when you see it like a fist fight in person as opposed to like a, 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 like movie, a movie fight. fight. Like, it's so oh. different. Nick. Hey, Brad, um, so I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned these types of things being on TV. Was was there any video equipment in the courtroom? Were, were there lights? Were there microphones? Anything along those lines? Uh, there was no no video. There was just a, a sketch because I saw a bunch of sketches afterwards. Mm-hmm. And wow. when, you, when you read the verdict, uh, did you just stand up and say it out loud or did, were you microphoned? Uh, nope, just uh, stood up and said it out loud. The judge asked the question. Uh, wow. You know, it was one of those how do you, uh, you know, how do you find this guy on these counts? And he would just—he was reading off the counts, and we had to say guilty or not guilty. Yeah. See, oh. normally the the judge reads it. That's what and I, then... That's why I was confused about yeah. how it goes. One one other question, as far as the the, the punitive damage, what you know, what he was sentenced to. Uh, I know mm-hmm. in a civil case, the the jurors, uh, the jur, the jury pool can um uh other jurors i'm trying to get all legal here yeah. i'm talking about. uh would ha- could have some sway over what the damages would be but not so in a in a criminal case no yeah no no say we we came up with the verdict and then uh after that we were dismissed and then we got um we went back into a room where we were deliberating the judge came in after the trial um, was also been done and he just said we're going to be doing sentencing on this date you're more than welcome to come back and be part of that did you I did. Okay. okay. Wow. So, I, 
thank you so much for your call, Brad. So Brad was, uh, he he volunteered to be foreman for yeah, yeah. a jury. I'm going to go to John, John on line yeah, six, yeah. who was voted as the, uh, the oh, wait, hang on. Didn't I? Yeah, oh, John was, no, 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 oh, no I, didn't. There, I didn't, I didn't. He was voted to be foreman on a homicide trial and got out of it. We got to hear this. Yeah, John, are you there? I'm here. Right. So what happened? What what precipitated you getting voted to be foreman and then you begging off being foreman? <laughs> so when you go back to the, into the deliberation room, they tell you to pick a foreman. And early on when we were deliberating, everyone just started arguing. <laughs> and I said, everybody stop. Like, let's just go around the table, say your piece, and then we'll discuss it. So I'd kind of taken control of the room. <laughs> and I think that uh-huh. was why they voted me. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What am I doing? No, no, no. Uh, and, yeah, my, my tactic would be uh, to be incredibly indecisive and openly weeping. That's yeah. how I would avoid it. But So you took control probably naturally. You're, you're kind of an organizer. And, and how did you get out of it? Did you just say, no, I refuse to do this? Well, when the vote came down, I was crapping myself. Yeah. <laughs> I did not want to do it. And they were like, all right, it's John. And the girl next to me went, oh, man, I really wanted to do it. Oh, oh good. really? I was like, good. You're way braver than I am. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I swear to God, if some, if they voted me to be the foreman of the jury, I would go to the judge and I would say, listen, you need a whole new jury because clearly these guys <laughs> are not competent if they've chosen me. That's wild, uh, John. So uh, uh, so did they find the, uh, the defendant guilty in that uh, trial? Oh, yeah. It was life without parole. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know it's I know it's wrong to say that, but I mean, you know, like Preston was on an insurance thing, which he said he found interesting. Yeah, and I think we're so, and, and maybe it's the same with you, John. Uh, we're so wired to be fascinated by these things. They'll now, you know, news channels, uh, cable news channels, will go full with a trial every second of it because yeah. we're kind of voracious for this. Was was that your take on it? It was so theatrical. Really? It, at, one, at one point, they had to throw one of his friends out of the courtroom because they thought he was intimidating a witness okay. on the stand. Wow. That... At one point, a, uh, a witness they had brought up from upstate uh, jumped up in the jury box and they cleared the jury. Uh, wow. That's crazy. What? It was it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that'd be my reaction, too. Like, yeah. And the bitch is... You're bound by law to not talk about it. You probably want to go home and tell your girlfriend or wife, oh, my God. But you you have to wait on that, right? Yeah, and the, the trial was only four days. Oh, oh a homicide so, trial in four days? Life without parole? Well, I mean, how oh, long yeah. do you think these things normally they, last? A lot of times they'll take longer, but you're, the defendant in this case must have been sitting there with a bloody <laughs> knife in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It was, it was pretty cut and dry. Wow. Who did Who, who did he kill? Uh, it was a drug dealer who killed a rival drug dealer. Okay, okay. all right. All it's right. like the coolest stuff you could have. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's awesome. He, it was it was like being on the wire. It was. Like, <laughs> oh my god! All right, John. Thanks so much for calling. I appreciate it. Is it weird that I do want to? I never get called for jury duty. Oh, I ever. get called. I yeah. I, I, I never get called, and like I I kind of want to sit on a jury, but like I don't want to sit on some insurance thing. Like I want homicide. Yeah, I know. Like, I would rather have something. <laughs> Juicy rather than an yeah. insurance thing because insurance stuff that is well above my pay grade. Once you start talking like I'm, numbers I don't know what you're and, about. and well, yeah, they yeah. they they'll do what they would have to do to make ostensibly allow the uh, jurors to digest the information. And there have been some cool insurance yeah uh, cases, but does it does it speak ill about us that we want murders as opposed Wait, to? And I just think if you're going to because let's let's realize. 
you're on a long trial. Yeah. You're getting, what is the stipend you get per day? 15 bucks, 20 bucks, oh, or whatever. Yeah, like a per deal, whatever it is. Lunch. And, and everything gets upset. Mind you, that's how the process works. I, I got... I've done. I've never sat on a jury, and the reason is, is because when I go in and I have law enforcement in my family, yeah. that is a red flag yeah. for the defendant. Yeah. I had the first time I got called for jury duty. It was jury duty appreciation day. I, uh, I cracked really? you not, dude. There Did was you get, like, no donuts and coffee, donuts, bagels. <laughs> like there was all sorts of. St- I was like, they this wouldn't is let, they wouldn't let me read my book. Yeah, and they're giving you a buffet. Uh, the second time I went, they ha- had us hang in there for I don't even know, maybe an hour, hour and a half, and then they're like, "Okay, you're all dismissed." And then the last time, I, I got a-, a call or a text message the night before saying, "You're good. You don't have to show up to tomorrow." And so that that was pretty much well, it. That was the only time I ever got called. Uh, yeah, I was like, "Ooh!" And I, they're like, "Call the night before." Call the night before. They're like, "We don't need you." I'm like, "That was it." Like, yeah. and that's yeah. the only time I've ever. Called. Just a quick thing. Can we give Jay something? He's yeah. been on the, the phone for a while, and we already had the question answered. So yeah. thanks so much, Jay, for calling in. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Marissa, you have something? Well, Marissa Magnata, across the board for me, you get called frequently, so I will let you know <laughs> the next time uh, I will deliver personally oh. that thing. You, you will be Marissa Magnata yes. for yeah. you. Oh, you, know, like, me. Yeah. She talking you get about called all the time. <laughs> I do. I've, well, the problem is when you... Why, why have you never gone then? Uh, it, I've gone once, um, and then tw- two other times I called the night before, and I got uh, relieved of uh, duties, I, but I get it. I there, get hammered yeah. all the time with it, and, and uh, if you if part of the deal is I believe, and other people have have uh, verified this that I, I I'm an active voter, so uh, so. Uh, but, yeah, but so am I. Why, why the hell would yeah, I but, be called? <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, it's I'm one of the those. Same boat as Kathy. I, I've never been called. I'm an active voter. I. I... I've been in the same place for a long time, you know. Because so. you're not in the pool. That's like yeah. I, I feel like once you have been called and you have shown up, like they're like, okay, boom, you're I you're in this box. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my promise: if yeah. I get a murder trial, I will I will sell it to one of you if you want to go. <laughs> right. You know what, Nick? Let me ask you a question. Um, I can't make it, but I've got a friend yeah. who can come. And, she's great. Yeah, she does the news. Yeah, she's great. You'll love her. Yeah. But Nick, how many different counties have you lived in in the past, let's say, 15, 20 years? Because um, you've been in Chester County, Montgomery County, Delco. Yeah, my residence was in Montgomery County. But I think just Chester and Delaware. But, like, so what? I would think that when you then buy, now your name's, like, at the top of the list. He just bought a house. Like, here, he's in yeah. this county. He's a resident. Again, I am not complaining. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't happen. So I'm, I'm all right if, it does, if I never it. get called. Right, we, we can't go to her now, but Natasha sat on a jury for seven weeks, four men on trial for murder. Ooh. I wish she had called in earlier. But I we, know. We, 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 we appreciate the call. Well, I'm Sounds- sure we'll talk about juries and murders at some point. Natasha, please call back when we do. Yeah, uh, We have to break right now, right? Yes, we're going to break right now, but we have all these prizes to give away, um, so I'm just going to I'm gonna do a blowout all day, Go all, ahead. all morning long. So right now, we have pair passes to see Renfield on uh, Tuesday, April 11th. That's going to be at 7 p.m. at the PFS East, and uh, the, this spring, Nicolas Cage is Dracula. Nicholas Holt is his assistant. It looks good. Renfield, yes, sucks to be him. Universal Pictures presents Renfield Rated R, only in theaters April 14th. We're going to take, we're going to take eight calls Wow. Starting with caller number three. Nice. So, uh, uh, 215-263-WMMR. All right, we have Fellface coming up later. Yes, Fellface, a very funny comedian, a puppet. He'll be on, and we have more to get to. We'll be back after this. Hey, everyone, it's Kathy Romano. Spring is here. Now let's get that ponytail ready for the chopping block for Kathy's Cuts. We're supporting Wigs for Kids and helping children look themselves and live their lives. Donate your hair to Wigs for Kids on Monday, May 1st. Go to PrestonandSteve.com. Make sure you meet the new minimum requirement of 14 inches of hair. Then make an appointment to join us on May 1st. 
you'll receive a new short hairstyle by the amazing stylists at Gravity Hair Salon in Ambler and Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Donors will also get refreshments from Duncan, a Kathy's Cuts t-shirt, and a gift bag from True Beauty Concepts. Don't wait. Go to PrestonAndSteve.com to sign up. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Uh, want to remind you that Feltface, yes, Feltface, performing at Helium Comedy Club is going to be on the show later on. Kathy, you wanted to hit Kathy's cuts right here. Yeah. We so, just announced it this week and we're looking for people. Yeah. And uh, what I love is that one location is completely sold out already. Oh, great. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Awesome. is it the Jersey location? No, no. It is the uh, Gravity Hair Salon in Ambler uh, okay. is, is pretty much sold out. There may be like uh, an appointment or two left open, but all the appointments that are left, the majority of them are at Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel. So um, we're kind of pushing for all our Jersey listeners who don't get a chance to participate because usually, you know, we're deep in Pennsylvania somewhere. Right, right. Um, so now we're we're over the bridge on Route 38 in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. It's Vibe Salon. You have to go to PrestonAndSteve.com. There's a few new things that you need to take note of, which is that they're asking for 14 inches of hair. You measure from the base of the ponytail to where you want to cut your hair. And if you've got 14 inches of hair, then uh, you can sign up. You go to PrestonAndSteve.com. You follow the link. You enter your information. Uh, each don- donor will get a gift bag from True Beauty Concepts with uh, hair supplies. That's great. And, and by the way, this is no like, th- this is a solid bag of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They always give the, like such great stuff. Yeah, they yeah. fill the bag. And uh, this year, um, so all of the stylists and myself will wear Kathy's Cuts t-shirts um, for the event. And this year, if you donate, we're actually going to put a t-shirt in your bag. So, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And then Duncan's going to supply coffee and refreshments. Appointments go from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. Uh, and like I said, go to the website. You can sign up. Uh, but if you know anybody in New Jersey or who, who can get to Jersey quickly, it's you know not far. If you go over the bridge, it's not far from there. So uh, anybody that can make it into Jersey pretty easily. It's Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel that has uh, all of the appointments that are available. It's excellent. Yeah, and you were, it was of paramount importance to you to get a, a location in Jersey. Finally, we got it. And I know, I know one little boy uh, who's going to be out at that location? Oh, did he more than likely tell you? He, well, oh, oh, this one, this <laughs> oh. little boy. Oh, oh. I thought you meant Kathy's son. <laughs> no, no. Do you know the other boy who's going to be out? No. There? Is it who? It's it like basically in Jackie Bam Bam's backyard. Oh, we, oh. So is he going to show up? He's gonna he's gonna go over there. Oh, as well. that's you know what? Yes. So that, he called that alone. me. Yeah, he called me the other night, and I couldn't answer because I was at my daughter's ring mess, and it was you know he calls, and I put it to voicemail, and always. Within seven seconds, calls me back just in case the first thing was a mistake. I guess so. <laughs> I guess he was calling to tell me that he was going to be maybe, there. Maybe, maybe. Right. So if you uh, if you want to see Jackie, he'll probably be there. You know, early like in the seven o'clock hour. That's something excellent. Like that. yeah. awesome. And it's it, honestly, you will feel so. People just love it when you interview people. We'll be cutting to you out of that location, and I know uh, the plan is to have Nick out at the Jersey uh, location possibly. Uh, when people get it done, they feel so good because it's going to these. Uh, these kids that whether it be cancer, alopecia, or whatever, can <laughs> get this get this wig, and and uh, it's it's a, it's a straight through charity. I like that they say they're going to do something, and they do it. Yeah. So the uh, charity that it benefits is Wigs for Kids, and you know we've done some research over the years, and uh, they make these beautiful wigs for little kids that don't have hair, and uh, the kids get it free of charge. All right. So if you donate your hair, and then that child then commits a crime and leaves hair at the scene of the crime, <laughs> is your Jesus. DNA? match? I don't know. Yeah, I, I tend to think that they're the finest children uh, that receive these yes, wigs. Yeah. Do you need the root 
I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) Hey, real quick, there were two texts that came in, uh, and one uh, is an obvious answer, which was, "Can men donate to the hair drive?" And yes, of course. And I'm I'm hoping to. So uh, that's what Steve was alluding to earlier. And then the other one, uh, Kathy, I don't know the answer to. Can uh, they donate money to Kathy's cuts if they don't have hair? Oh, yeah, you can donate. If you go to the website, all the information uh, is listed right there. But if you want to donate, because they do obviously have to, uh, you know, even out some costs that it takes to make these wigs. So if you want to make a monetary donation, you can absolutely, absolutely do that. And yes, men can donate. As long as your hair is not bleached or, um, you know, overly treated with dye, you can, you can donate. So, uh, and same for gray hair. I think it's like 30, you can have 30% grays in your hair. They won't have to pull them out, but uh, if you're fully gray or, like, the majority of your hair is gray, you can't donate. It's cool, because I thought initially when you said that they'd, they'd uh, extended the requirement to 14 inches, like, I wonder if that's going to be prohibitive. You already have one location booked up. Booked almost. up. Yeah. Right, so, yeah, we, we can do this. I wanted to bring up something else. You, Jace was mentioned. It was kind of a, uh, a pivotal day in a young man's know, life. Yesterday. yesterday. Uh, well, explain what happened. Um, so, Jace got braces yesterday. Braces. Oh, no. Okay, was he excited? Uh, he was not. He was pretty nervous about it because he can't have Swedish fish, gummy bears, or Sour Patch Kids. For how long? Forever? <laughs> well. Until they take them off? Until, yeah, until they, I mean, Son listen, of a bitch. I, I think that, you know, a lot of kids get around it and can figure out. Is he listening right now? Uh, no. Uh, well, just play this back for him. Jace, yes, you can. All well, of no, my kids had braces. They all ate yeah. Sour Patch Kids and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, so, they, I mean, listen, they, they went over the risks of what can happen and yeah. how the things can get pulled out and all that. Jace is a complete rule follower, so you can say that. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> the dentist or the orthodontist told him no, he will not do it. Oh, well, he, there we go. He is, like, such a rule follower, and he wants to get these off as, as soon as... quick as possible. And, and what the orthodontist said is, if you do these things and you don't follow what I'm going to tell you, then it's going to take longer. You know, right. if you don't wear your rubber bands, you don't do this and that, whatever, it, it's going to take longer. So, so he wants them off as quick as possible, so he's going he's gonna to follow through. Right. When you first mentioned it, I it, it had been my understanding because of kids in, in my family, extended family, um, were like, I, I thought that the braces had now become like a cool thing because two of my uh, nephews and nieces had like team colors. On yeah, you can do that. Like, like, like the- really like cool yeah, I think they try to make it a little bit right. cool for the kids. Yes, he could choose his color, and if he wants to put team colors on there when we go back, like that's like they said, like that's what they do every time you come in. It's like, all right, what color do you want now? To I guess try to, to make, make it, it a little exciting. more desirable. Yeah. yeah. So, so Casey, with your kids, did yeah. they opt for for the a, a jacked up grill? Did no, they- no. I mean, well, <laughs> those things are interchangeable, right? So when we go in every month or whatever to get them tightened, they can change those things out. That didn't necessarily exist when I had my braces. Um, and I think, Steve, as far as the coolness factor, it really depends on the kid, right? I know. Is it, is it, a, is it a tough sell to sell the coolness of braces on somebody who because doesn't want them? As Kathy said, that's it, clearly why they're doing it, it again, to make it a thing. It's a tough, it's a tough sell. It right. depends on the kid. It, it, right. was, it was for me. Like, I had to convince him, not convince him. I had to explain to him why we were doing it. You, you know have, what I mean? You didn't have braces. Well, kid, that was you? the thing. I didn't have braces. Right, me yeah. and my brothers never had braces. So I also didn't know anything about this, about the not eating and the, you know, what all the stuff that you need yeah. to look out for. And... 
flossing with braces. <laughs> Dear oh. God, it took us about 20 minutes to oh floss his teeth last night. I, like, had my hands in his mouth. I was like, I think we got one Stay still! Yeah. Wait, is it, it was insane. Do you always floss for him? No! Or, or just, okay, no, all right, I was so. trying to help him with these stupid this braces. First, taking, that, taking that mouth out for a, a spin yeah. for the first time. I was like, this is ridiculous. We, there has to be a better way. We yeah. have to do something else. You know what? Uh, water pick, maybe? You can get a floss with a water so that, pick. That's what I have. Yeah. My, my toothbrush has a built-in water pick, mm-hmm. which is which is awesome. They said we can do the water pick, but they, they wanted him, like, at least three times a week to actually floss with, okay. with floss in addition to the water pick. All right, so I... Go ahead. Oh, well, isn't there something you can like feed through it? Like you can kind of yeah, like, needle and thread floss. it. Yeah, that's all floss. Yeah, that's like, what you like, use. Yeah, kind of like high at the end of the yeah. floss. Right, the cats through. ate those. Yeah. So I can oh. speak on this as a as a, a kid who had braces and as a parent who has kids. Like, all three of my kids had braces. I know for me, Steve, I was excited to get them because I wanted to stand out somehow. Like I was the kid who wanted glasses and well, I didn't have them. So when you so you wanted to get the braces, you got yeah. the braces when you showed up at school. Were you like showing them off? And did did you get the reaction you want? Because I remember, yeah, my memories uh, were there were two things you did not want to get: braces and glasses. Yeah, uh, I remember my my father having to take my older brother to a place called the Hamburger Choo Choo in Huntington okay. after he got <laughs> as to make up for having to get glasses. Right. So, so um, you know, and... Uh, well, it was but, like brace face. Like, I, that's what I remember. Right, right. And, like, that, head, I thought that... I didn't really... Right. Like, well, was, okay. So my brother's friend, my older brother's friend had headgear. And Which is the full... He, the, yeah, right. So he slept over one time and I saw him and I was like, oh my God, I want that. <laughs> what? I don't know Okay, I'm, I'm weird. I'm I'm a weirdo. I just wanted headgear, and I and I was excited to get braces. I was excited to stand out. I, I you know, but like the headgear thing, I I don't know why. I just I just and you you only wear it at night. You don't wear the headgear at school or Is anything that, like that. You don't wear it just except for nighttime. I, I think that's the. Like like most of the time, I rem- I what think, they do. I think mm-hmm. I remember a kid in school in elementary school. Yeah, that, that depends, how severe. Yeah. It depends. Okay. Yeah, that was the thing too. Like Jace's teeth are not. He just has an overbite, so he doesn't have like jacked up, right. crooked teeth and all that. <laughs> right. he, he really doesn't. Like they're fairly straight. Right. Right. So we just need to fix his oh, bite. So he doesn't so, need uh, rubber bands either, probably. Because no, that- the rubber. They said actually the rubber bands are going to be the most important part for oh. him. Um, he didn't have to get like an expander, like all that. He didn't have to do any of that kind of stuff. And he, how old is he? Uh, so he is 11, which I asked the orthodontist because I thought that was fairly young. Yeah, me too. My son is uh, 16. He'll be 17 this fall. Uh, he still has braces on, but I've talked about this before. His He was sort of a late bloomer with, right. with his teeth. Did he you have his, braces as a kid? I did. Okay. But, but uh, so my son had um, his baby teeth until much later than most kids. And so they, they had, had to pull wait. them, right? And they, he had more teeth pulled than, than came out naturally. Um, and uh, so and, and now the braces probably will come off at some point this year, but he's also had to have the the spacers put in, Kathy. Did the, um, Jay's going to get those as well? So he got the spacers before the braces. They put spacers in yeah. the back teeth. That's like a, a shoehorn for your, your mm-hmm. mouth, like an ex, a shoe expander, right? Yes. And that's, that's the part I think that hurts the most mm-hmm. these yeah. days because they have to, it literally, like the braces you sort of get used to and when they tighten them or whatever, um, it, it, it's a pain, but the spacers actually cause pain for, for your entire mouth, for your jaw, mm-hmm. for your gums. Yeah, I think that the braces are going on the kids 
at a younger age these days than they were when when we were coming up. Like it, totally, before, absolutely. for us, it was like you know around eighth grade, you yeah. would get them seventh, eighth grade, something like that. Well, they like, put them in in the uterus. Not in the, no, 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 in your face, in oh, your okay, mouth. Yeah, right. But um, my daughter got hers at eleven. Uh, she's oh, she thir- did. yeah, so she's thirteen now. She should be getting hers off any day, well, any mm-hmm. week now. My son, on the other hand. Doesn't follow the guidelines, the rules, and the blah blah blah. And he's all those Swedish fish. Well, no, no, it's not that. It's just it's other things. So he is ha- he's had his braces on longer, and we'll have them on longer oh, no, because he's not because he's not following the rules and the guidelines. So since Jace is a, a rule follower, he'll I, be he, like Avery. He's going to be fine. Yeah. Right. yeah. So my front teeth were jacked up. They were <laughs> really? like, yeah, you have um, nice teeth. I, well, thank you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of ortho. Uh, actually, my orthodontist was right here in Narberth, right where Terminis used to be, uh, right across from your Harvard. landlord is my oral surgeon. Right? That's so Philly. Um, It was almost like like my front tooth was kind of in front of the other tooth. The left tooth was in front of it. So it got to the point in middle school where I cried because I wanted braces. Like, I was excited to get this fixed. And, like, it really wasn't that bad. Probably one kid, one jackass said one thing one, and it set me into a tizzy. But I had them for years. I had them for a long time to to fix all of that. You know, because it was just, like, pulling them apart. My only recommendation for Jace is when he gets colors, be careful. Kathy, it's like getting nail polish. Like, if it's Halloween, don't get black and orange if your appointment is, like, one week before Halloween. Uh-huh. Because then you have it through Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. and you're still having wait, wait, wait. Like black and yeah. orange. It's like the Horn of Plenty. You can yeah. take it all the way through if you want. So yeah. that, that would still be applicable for a nice fall appearance. No, I know, yeah. but I get what she's saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like when you get like holiday nails, yes. you can't get them too late into the holiday yes. because if it lasts after, you're like, get these off. Like yeah, Christmas yeah. colors in mid-July still <laughs> don't match. But afterwards, I had this like one little bar that they had left on my bottom teeth. Okay. Um, and so it was like... Just literally think about like a paper clip opened up and it was just like my yeah. front four teeth and it was like cemented on. Wow. And yeah. I used to hate it. And then um, one day one side came off and I went to the ortho- orthodontist at that point. I was just like getting yearly appointments. I was probably into college and they were like, well, it's over. I guess you just won't have this for the rest of your life. And now those teeth are a little crooked. So uh, I wish that it had stayed. I wish they had retainer. put wear your retainer Yeah, I mean, I'll afterward. show you my bottom oh. teeth. I didn't yeah. wear my retainer, and my, I got jacked up bottom teeth. But, Steve, the other thing I loved about having braces in school was that uh, after lunch, I could go up and brush my teeth in the nurse's office. Oh. So, yeah, you get all the food out of your teeth. So <laughs> nice. that was like another little thing that you could do. If we can go, Kathy, I think uh, we yes, have some uh, 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 some uh, advice from Tanya on line one. Tanya, how are you? Hey, good. How are you guys doing? Good. You're an oral hygienist, and you can help Kathy with her flossing predicament. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a dental hygienist. Actually, I had all three of my kids were in braces. But Kathy, um, you know those little floss picks? Yes. Mm-hmm. I so they actually, there's a floss pick that was invented by a dental hygienist. It's called the platypus flosser. It has like the flat side on the one? Yes. So specifically for flossing with braces. Yeah. Really? So, Tanya, I, I ordered those last night on Amazon, but let me ask you because our orthodontist told us uh, that they don't recommend them anymore because they're they're actually breaking the, I don't know if it's the wire or pulling like the brace off Ooh. of the tooth, but that's why they don't give them out in the office that Jace goes to now. Really? That's, that's what they told just- me. Maybe it's the kids are not using them properly. So, well, so, I'll tell you what. I don't care. I I bought them. I bought like <laughs> I, I bought a, a, a giant pack because trying to floss with that actual dental floss that last night. I'm not kidding you. It took us. I think it took us 20 minutes. 
It does. It takes a ridiculous amount of time with the with the threaders, which is really a deterrent for kids. They don't. They just don't want to do it. The water picks are fantastic, um, but you still like like the orthodontist said. You still have to get some floss in there a couple times a week because there there are things that the the floss just doesn't or the the water pick just does not remove. I use a water pick every day. Don't have braces, and I can tell you after flossing, my water pick still still dislodges things that the floss missed. Okay. There you yeah. go. Yeah. See? Yeah. Thank you so much, Tanya. So wow. my mom, who was in her 70s, uh, just got an Invisalign. Uh, oh, she did had, she? She had braces when she was a kid and uh, did not wear her retainer. And then there's a sort of a gap that formed in, the, in her front two teeth. So she's doing the Invisalign thing. And, and Steve, <laughs> I was, we were over there having dinner with her the other night. And, um, you know, I have to take the Invisalign in and out. Sure, Obviously, yeah. when you're eating, uh, <laughs> she uh, admitted to us that she's been using a letter opener <laughs> to get the Invisalign thing out of her mouth. Off, and oh, we're like, what? mom, with like a hammer? Yeah. yeah. I was like, Mom, you might as well be using a Bowie knife at this point. <laughs> so she went and visited her orthodontist, right. and they gave her a little tool where you can reach in and, and pull it out without using a freaking letter opener. Wow. Oh, my God. I, your so- mom's very cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, text just came in, and it says that uh, get the white bands, Kath, for the braces. It makes your teeth look cleaner. And I wanted to bring wait, up wait, the... Wait, f- hold on. White, like rubber bands? Uh, no, no, no. The, the You know, the, we're talking about the color of the rock bands. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. um, but also, like, uh, they had a, what they, they were supposed to be clear braces yeah and oh, i never yeah. i always thought they make your you, they, they look yellow they look yellow yeah yeah because heidi gardner she had on snl she yeah. had braces for a season or two and i think she went with the um you couldn't notice them yeah no yeah. I, I noticed them yeah well, but you're you're a mouth dude. i am I'm, I'm a total <laughs> mouth dude but i yeah i always thought that the clear braces made your teeth look yellow well, anything so anything clear like look at my fo- look, this is a clear phone case and i've only had it for a couple months and it's yellow like <laughs> it's just going <laughs> how brown. often are you going to keep your teeth in your yeah. pocket are though? you flossing yeah. it yeah how many times are you going to put your teeth in the center console Oh my uh, god! But, but to that one. point, go ahead. No, I'm so, no. I was going to tell you, they, I actually just bought one that has that has supposedly is not going to yellow on me. Oh, so good. We'll okay. see how long it lasts. I'm due for an upgrade, so we'll talk. <laughs> well, what they did, like I could have been looking at braces, but they, the, my dentist, you know, we we actually did some two, three canoinkering as uh, an adult. Yeah, and okay. and so it, it that that helped uh, alleviate the situation, but like. Um, uh, it, it, it's weird because right now, and a lot of uh, people are saying this, and dentists are saying this. It's 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 become the a point where it's almost more like hardware. You're becoming more like a you, you know um, with the braces, with the impl- dental implants, with all that stuff. Like we were talking about you know uh, smart arches. It's it's an amazing um, new uh, world of stuff they can do. Let's go to um, line three. <laughs> Julianne has a wild. Is it Julianne or Julian? Yes, Julianne. All right, there we go. And you have a. Uh, this sounds kind of uh, kind of bizarre. Tell your story. Uh, so I had braces, and it really didn't uh, didn't even think anything of it when you guys started the conversation. But uh, when you said that uh, Nick's son had baby teeth, uh, baby teeth run in my family where no tooth is growing under it. So as I was growing up, I had two of them, and. I didn't think anything of it. Then when I got my first x-ray to check for cavities when I was younger, they found out that instead of having no tooth growing under one of my baby teeth, it was actually growing sideways through the roof of my mouth. Oh, Oh, gross. Um, Which, you know, I couldn't detect it. Kathy would be a great great nurse. Oh, gross. (laughs) 
sorry. Oh, Yo, you got some gross crap happening in your mouth. Look at your head. You are nasty. <laughs> oh, get her out of the oh, office. Sorry, was that loud? <laughs> uh, so now, Steve, I, I talked about the, the, the white bands on the uh, on the braces, and this one says, "Do not get white." Every time I ate pasta, the sauce stained the bands like they were oh Tupperware. Yeah, Julia, continue your story. Oh, I'm so sorry. I already lost her. Oh, all right. Oh, damn it. That's all right. Oh, That's all right. shoot. No um, problem. She's going to the to the meaty part of the sideways tooth story. Oh, Not a problem. Oh, well, uh, so when I was at my dentist, I, when I was getting my teeth cleaned the other day, they told me about a, uh, a person whose tooth was growing completely upside down. Like How does that roots, even make sense? Uh, was knows? the person themselves upside down? <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, listen, there's a lot of gnarly stuff. Like, like Kathy, the uh, de- oral hygienist, will tell you uh, that some gnarly stuff can happen. But, yeah, um, who, who's, who told us they had an excessive amount of teeth? Remember, there's somebody we know said they were they were born with additional... Like sharks? Like, like almost like a shark's set up who do, am i am i crazy no i don't think you're I mean, crazy yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> technically i am uh, kathy you were talking about uh, jace being young melanie on line two uh melanie uh are you well you there melanie how you doing i'm good how are you guys good, good morning good morning um so okay i don't want to be rude or anything but my friend well my son's friend she was seven and she has a full mouth of braces and my I'm seven, and his whole mouth is still full of baby teeth. So I'm trying to comprehend why a seven-year-old. Yeah, that's like that's like giving that's like giving a four-year-old breast implants to me. It's, it's like it, it, it's, it doesn't it, make sense it, to me. I think it's a waste of money, to be honest with you. you have, and I don't do, want to do, be that rude by asking her. Do you think? Do you think? Listen. Do you think this is kind of a way to pinch parents for extra I don't loot? think so. I don't think so because I think it starts with the dentist, right? And yeah. the dentist will re- recommend it, and then they'll send you to the orthodontist. But aren't those baby teeth good? I mean, and I, I think that's your point, Melanie. Those teeth are going to fall out anyway. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Well, no, no. It she's just, saying it her just son doesn't is, make sense. She's, you're saying your son still has his baby teeth. I don't know yeah. what this, what this uh, friend... I don't know what their mouth situation is like, but also... So what is the situation, yeah. Melanie? It's, 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 I don't know. She doesn't know. She doesn't okay. want to ask. She I feels really don't know. And I don't want to, like, Just be ask. asking, but the Have Kathy ask. Just... Ooh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think you owe it to your son to ask. I mean, yeah. like, and, and I understand your point about not wanting to hurt feelings, but it, it is a big deal for you. It's, it's a cost. Uh, you know, the, these things aren't cheap, uh, and it's a really big deal for your son. So you're well within your rights hey, to ask the question. it's Kathy next door. What's happening in yeah, your I gross think... son's mouth? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my son doesn't need them. Thankfully, it's just I'm just concerned his teeth hasn't fallen out yet either. So maybe that's a good thing. I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, my son, I, I alluded to this earlier, but it took a long time for his baby teeth to fall out, and eventually, most of them had to get pulled. So right. that's probably another question for the dentist. Uh-huh. Yeah. So my my wife actually works in the uh, the dental industry and has for a number of years, and she just texted and told me that uh, the first ortho consult is actually recommended by age seven. Really? Yeah. Huh. And, and I. I guess you know it's it's an industry that is 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 growing and, and getting smarter and you know and you're learning and standing on the shoulders of giants. Steve. Well, <laughs> that's very beautiful. Thanks for calling, Melanie. Uh, it says the bigger re- biggest reason for the shift from tr- children getting braces as a preteen to potentially as young uh, as elementary school is both dental technology and orthodontic treatment procedures have changed significantly. Did you guys get when you go to the dentist? So uh, I remember going to the dentist as a kid that age. Uh, it was actually kind of fun because the the waiting room had highlights magazines yeah. and things, oh, right and then and then also they would give you that they had this character called Tuffy Tooth 
and uh, Tuffy Tooth had these these kind of like they were like um, tarts. Like, yes. Uh, uh, and so you'd put them in your mouth prior to brushing your teeth, and it would show where you weren't brushing. Do you remember yep, these? I do actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like really like like gritty. Right. Didn't taste bad. No, it, it kind of tasted like a razzle. Yeah. Remember razzles? Yeah. Uh, and uh, that was like. <laughs> do you remember when they would um, they would fluoride your teeth? They put your teeth in these, uh, you know, essentially yeah, the mouthpieces. Yeah. I hated that. I hated that the so taste much. Was so gross. Yeah, because they they offer you like bubble gum, and I'm like, this doesn't taste like bubblegum. Tastes terrible. <laughs> are you, are you, would you? Con- so I've been told by Doctor Patula that I am, and Doctor Kyle's your your uh, landlord that I am a a very good patient. Like I, how are you guys when you go? Well, I've gotten as far as dentist, dentistry, I'm not proctology. No, yeah. my. Uh, previous dentist made a lot of money off of me because I didn't take care of my teeth properly. So I have uh, been flossing with regularity now, and so now I'm, my mouth is better. I haven't had like cavities in a long right, time. Right. You but know, when so. you're in the chair and getting anything done, oh, that stuff. That's what I'm saying. Are you? Yeah, I'm better now. Okay. I'm better now. I used to be a little bitch, but my, uh, my wife <laughs> freaks out, and she, oh, she's really. She's got to have earbuds, and I bought her over-the-ear uh. earphones because <laughs> anything that she's hearing clinking or, or anything yeah. drives her crazy. Does she? Did she, as a kid, have bad teeth? No, she has good teeth, far better than mine. You, yeah, like I would think that that would stem from like having to get like root canals or the drill. I should be the one freaking out because right. I, I had I had less than stellar dentistry as a kid. My brothers are all paying the, the price. Uh, you know, now, I mean, the guy was nice, but he, it was just, I remember there were, I have spent a life correcting things that occurred when I was a kid, but she's, she's great. I don't, I mean, but some people, you know, it's just, they're, they're terrifying. Yeah. And, and what I didn't know then that I do know now, and Kathy, you probably are well aware of this, but like taking care of your teeth is, well, first of all, they're the only set you get, right? Like once your your baby teeth go and and you're yeah. like those are the only Not ones anymore. You, you don't yeah well, with, imp- with implants. Well, with yeah, implants, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like that's also like super expensive and uh, and 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 can be painful and stuff. But um, but also like it. You have other health complications if you can have health sure. complications oh, yeah. from, from not taking care of your teeth. Well, yeah. we we got Julianne back on the uh, the oh, phone. We did. Good. The, uh, the, the gross side tooth cat. Oh yeah, gross. Yeah. Sorry about that, Julianne. <laughs> That's okay. I was gonna. I meant to say first time, long time. <laughs> you can't say that now. You're calling back. So what what happened with the sideways uh, uh, sideways tooth? Did it eventually pierce out your cheek? Uh, so the concern was that if it continued growing, it would grow the other side of my mouth and cut the roots of the teeth on the other side. Oh, man. So the point of the braces was to open up the space where it was supposed to be, and then I got dental surgery. They opened up the roof of my mouth and actually capped the tooth. This sounds ridiculous. I've never heard anybody else getting this. They capped the tooth with a metal cap with a chain on it, and every time I went into... The orthodontist, they pulled more down on the chain and actually reoriented the tooth in my mouth and then reset the spacing of all the teeth. I mean... That's elaborate. That's elaborate. So it was... uh, Yeah, again, I've never heard of anybody else dealing with it. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, well, we're glad you called back because uh, you know that's uh, that seems pretty horrific, and we got to hear Kathy be a very comforting nurse. Let's go to Tom on line three. I think he's our shark tooth guy. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Tom, how are you? <laughs> uh, have, have you ever called in before about your uh, bizarre collection uh, of teeth? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> okay. Well, the, okay. So explain what uh, you you have this shark tooth or had this shark teeth situation 
Yeah, when I was a kid, like, I lost my first set of, like, like, you know, kids' teeth. They came out, you know, they start growing back in. And I start losing other teeth, and they start growing back in. And my parents were like, yo, this is kind of weird. So we went to the dentist, and they did an x-ray, and I had extra sets of teeth behind these teeth. How, how many, Was it a full set of backup teeth, or was it just a few teeth? They were hollow. hollow. <laughs> they were hollow. Until my adult teeth start coming, there's in-between teeth that were just like, <laughs> they broke very easily. Wow. So that's, that's, so what was the process like of removing them? Horrific. I, had, I still have fear of dentists to this day because they had to go in, and they cut the whole, like, gum line. Oh, because they're afraid that they would open up too much. And I would lose my adult teeth early on. Like, they were afraid they had to, like, get to this point where they're like, get these out. Dude, Let's see what's underneath. So they had to cut, like, the roof of my mouth, take these teeth out. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, horrific. And I remember being a kid, and it was, like, you know. But the funny thing is they made these molds to go over my gum so you couldn't see the stitches and whatnot. That's wild. So, so it's- they, they taste like bubble gum. So here I am, a shark mouth kid. They put these molds over to like roof my mouth, so yeah. like you know the stitches weren't exposed. But I was eating the mold. That is that is a that's crazy. Did you have any other anomalies like that, or did you have you know? Well, flash forward to wisdom teeth. They start growing sideways. They were coming underneath, but I didn't know they were there. They were growing underneath the molars in the back of my mouth. How many European vacations has your dentist taken? <laughs> <laughs> he retired. He's done a couple. Of- College on me alone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Tom, that's... So, go, go ahead. To remove the wisdom teeth, they're like, oh, they're sideways. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, we have to take all your molars because <sighs> they grew underneath. So I have no molars in my mouth. Oh, my God. Jeez. Oh, man. How do you chew? <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. Can you enjoy steak? I, I learned how. I have a shark mouth boy, so I know how to. <laughs> I'm shark mouth boy. I can do anything. <laughs> Tom, that that's wild. We appreciate you calling in. Let, uh, we have Sherry on line eight, who's a dental hygienist, oh, okay. and she can explain the the ages. Uh, Sherry, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, yeah, so we we were curious as to why a, a kid in the six to seven range would need to have braces. Uh, and but you're a a dental hygienist. You can explain. Yes. Um, One of the reasons would be is if one of their jaws is too small compared to the other jaw and there's not enough room for their adult teeth to start coming in, rather than wait for them to come in all crooked and pull some adult teeth to make room, they put braces on to expand the jaw to create the room. So in, in a sense, you're sort of setting the table for the incoming teeth. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And um, the other reason would be if a child sucked their thumb or a pacifier too long and created um, a change in their the the shape of their mouth mm-hmm. in order to put the jaw back where it belonged. That would also be enough. so. So that I always thought that was sort of on the on the borderline of, a, of an urban legend, but the thumb sucking thing can really <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, look at the, my, absolutely in the uh, room over here. That's the last picture I had taken uh, my school picture in eighth grade, right before I got my braces. And I'm not. I'm not even embarrassed to say, it, but I sucked my thumb for a long time. Right, right. right. Wait, you know, like probably it, it, it's embarrassing. I sucked my thumb until I was in eighth grade, and uh, and I had big time like uh, buck teeth as a result of that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I used to call it binky teeth, and when, when Jake, because it's like this, like it almost like arches the teeth, like push out and almost arch. And so when Jay started getting binky teeth, I was like, that's it. I threw his binkies out. And I was like, I don't know where they are. I'm so sorry. Oh, I don't know what wow. happened. So, so that was it. We didn't do it anymore. Binkies are the culprit as well. Sherry, yeah, okay. So what if you have a kid uh, uh, what, and, and they're sucking their thumb, what, when do you have to break them of that for it to not impact their teeth? 
Best to do it by age three. Two would be awesome, but usually by age three, and then it can start to correct itself if things had started to change. Casey went to the eighth grade. Yeah, yeah, he's not the only one. Wow. Listen, I loved it. I mean, you're a self-pacifier, right? Yeah. They call it a pacifier for a reason. It pacifies you. It you know, it calms you down. And I, you know, I, I really, I have a hard time explaining it, but. When I did that, like when that plug went in, yeah. uh, it just it calmed me down, and it and it was it was just great. And uh, then, uh, but when I got braces, it completely changed the everything in my mouth, and, right. and my thumb didn't fit the same way. There you go. Yeah, but and you it have just, nice teeth. And it just didn't, well, except for the bottom teeth, because I didn't wear my, my uh, retainer. Well, thanks, Sherry. We appreciate the uh, the info. Yeah. Um. So uh, we had somebody else. I wanted to go to. Um. Oh, Lindsay. She had full dental implant and braces and by by 16. And I just want to know how yeah. and why something like that happened. Lindsay, are you there? Hi, how are you guys? Oh, we're great. What happened? Why, so you had full, what happened? Well, yeah, well, it says full dental implant. Kathy says it sounds gross. Okay. No, not yet. Hold on. So, so the guy, Tom, had too many teeth, right? Yeah. I was genetically missing one of my front teeth. Oh so, my gosh. So I could have should have called him when I was like seven and said, Hey, do you <laughs> just, hey, shark, hey shark boy. Can I borrow a uh, tooth? So there there was just there was no there was no seed of a tooth. There was no So what happened was is you know how when you get um you know when you get x rays when you're when kids are little and you can see all of the teeth above? Yeah. There was just a giant blank space. There was nothing there. Hmm. So we started having this conversation of braces, implants by the time I, I was seven or eight. So seven or eight sounds about right. So what happened was they had to, like Nick's son, pull some teeth um, because they needed to start making this room. So um, you know how when you, like, when kids pull their teeth, you can kind of feel a root there and everything yeah. like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. There was nothing there. So they basically had to, they explained it to me at 14, so I'm 32, so I still remember it. Very traumatic experience. I had to get a bone graft for them yeah. to create this Space. I've had them. I, I, yeah, it, it, it's wild. They actually, and then you have to wait for the bone graft to take. Oh. And, and, and so they were doing that so they could do an implant? Yes, they did the full screw. So, like, when I go to the dentist, I you know, you see the screw. Do you want to hear the crazy part? And, Kathy, you're going to freak <laughs> out when you hear this. <laughs> they didn't put me under. They didn't give me any. I only got seven shots of Novocaine before they drew, uh, drilled a titanium screw. Into my mouth. Oh my god! Oh, you poor thing. No, no, no. So I'm, then, go ahead. So then, what happened was, is I had the. It was so that. So when people talk about implants, the actual implant is the screw part. Yeah. The cap is like the the tooth part. So what happened was, I had that. It had to heal. Then I had to go back to. So I went to a periodontist, which is different from an orthodontist, which is different from an oral surgeon. Believe me, I know all of them. <laughs> um, and. Then I had to go back to my dentist who created my cap, um, and then I actually got the full cap, which has been in my mouth since, for my 16th birthday. I just celebrated my 32nd birthday yesterday, and it's still the same cap from when I was 16. But I have nightmares on, like, a pretty regular basis that my tooth is going to fall out, that it's loose, that it's whatever. Um, so, yeah. Well, so well first was... off, belated happy birthday. Second off. Thank you. Uh, they, and that's honestly, and we're t- we talk about, you know, uh, um, what's going on in the world of dentistry. And the truth of the matter is, is that there are options. And that's like, you know, with, with the uh, Smart Arches, uh, dental and, and, and uh, you know, my own experience. Yeah, there, you, you don't, there are there are ways for you to get a, a set of teeth that'll function for you. But you do hear some crazy nightmare stories. I'm just glad Jace... 
Uh, seems to be okay with it, right? Yeah, right now? Like, you know, he, you got like, him over the hum. I, I did, and yeah. I kind of had, he was like, in like a couple of months, if I really hate them, can we have them taken off? Oh. I was like, sure, yeah, we'll, we'll, re- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll reevaluate after it, a couple it, months. It now. sounds as if he's going to follow the rules and yeah. have them off before he knows it. So, uh, thank everybody, thank you, everybody, for your calls. I really appreciate yeah. some some crazy and gross stuff that Kathy was definitely reviled by. <laughs> um, but, uh, we're going to take a break and come back. Casey, do you have anything to give away? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we do. Thank you, Steve. Uh, we have a case of Juice to Jupiter Tangerine IPA, new from Fathead's Brewery, Juice to the Max, and packed with a punch of tangerine and citrus flavors and aromas. It's super juicy, out-of-this-world IPA. It's going to keep you coming back for more. So we'll take uh, caller number seven. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have a, uh, a bizarre file from Preston. And guess what? We're going to have the, uh, the debut of the mini connoisseur after that. <laughs> So, yes, we'll explain it to you when we come back. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. This is Virginia Lottery Recording Session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's Friday! is brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site. They also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and a whole lot more. Delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. Visit mulchthis.com. The old man bandit has been arrested after trying to rob a Maryland bank, one of dozens that he has targeted over a criminal career spanning 45 years, according to the police. You will not believe how many times this guy has oh my God. robbed banks. I want $20 Please in say, sequential bills. Uh, Stephen Gregory 
Gass, uh, who served more than eight years in prison in Florida after pleading guilty to bank robbery in 1991, then received a 13-year sentence in 2010 after admitting to robbing, robbing another 21 banks My God. over two years, Yeah, was granted compassionate release for medical reasons in 2019. Well, according to police, he didn't learn his lesson. Glass allegedly robbed a bank in Bethesda on June 18th, and then he targeted a Wells Fargo in Gaithersburg on July uh, 14th. In both cases, gas passed a gas pass. Hey! Gas passed to tell her a note, but he was unsuccessful in Gaithersburg. A bank employee hit a silent alarm after seeing a white man in a fisherman's hat, sunglasses, and a large face mask interact with the teller. He then fled in a vehicle, which police followed before arresting him without incident. Police say the 67-year-old also wore a fisherman's hat while robbing the truest bank. And the Frederick, he was having dinner at the Cracker Barrel. The Frederick resident, <laughs> whose criminal history date backs to a blank uh, a bank robbery in Montgomery County, nineteen seventy seven, is suspected of another bank robbery in Baltimore County. He's being held without bond. This guy just goes has just been doing it his whole life. <laughs> I mean, the, the tellers Crazy. must be like, "Oh, you're adorable." Yeah. A 32-year-old San Diego man drowned in Newport Harbor over the weekend because he tried to retrieve a cell phone that had fallen into the water. Come on. Matthew Morrow was with friends and family on Lido Isle on a man-made island in the middle of the harbor. Somebody in the group dropped the phone. Morrow jumped into the water to grab the phone and just never came back up. That was it. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Nothing. Uh, the sheriff's deputies were called to the area. Lifeguards recovered his body from the water, and paramedics attempted to resuscitate him, but he was pronounced dead. He probably went under, got distracted by a TikTok feed. Oh, yeah. 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 didn't realize he needed to breathe. I need to breathe, and I forgot. Uh, Maybe. An elderly German couple are taking to court the owner of a cockerel, which they say crows 200 times a day and is tantamount to torture. Friedrich, Friedrich Wilhelm and his wife, Jutta, uh, say that Magda, the rooster, begins a cockadoodle doing from 8 a.m. in the morning and doesn't shut up for the rest of the day. Uh, the pair <laughs> the pair want the bird removed from their next-door neighbor's home in western Germany. And in preparation for court-made daily logs... This is a nightmare. Uh, recording... Shut up! They were... Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> that should be a ringtone. The rooster and then you sing. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they have been uh, making daily logs, uh, recording each time Magda Crowe. Make sure you enter that in the log. Uh, we can't. Shut use- <laughs> uh, Friedrich Wilhelm said we can't use the garden and we can't open any windows. Mr. Log. He said he doesn't start until 8 a.m. Because <laughs> he's locked up at night, but then he crows 100 to 200 times throughout yeah, the day. Mr. Wooster Log. And it's <laughs> I need to see your Wooster Log. I'm looking, looking. My friend, log. <laughs> my friend who lives on a farm, there's a, a wild one that's, you know, comes oh. onto her property. And she said it's so incredibly loud. Yeah, yeah, they're like very you, loud. You, you definitely wake up. Uh, the couple said, the couple's lawyer, uh, Torsten Gitsky, said a cockerel doesn't belong on a quiet housing estate. 
Uh, he pointed out that one neighbor moved away two years ago due to the unbearable crowing. Uh, but Magda's owner, Michael, argued that the it's essential to keep the rooster to ensure that his hens stay in line. He said the hens need the rooster, otherwise they would pluck each other. Uh, Michael bought five chicks in 2018 for his garden with the intention of harvesting their eggs, but one of the chicks turned out to be a rooster and quickly began angering local residents. After several years of enduring the Daily Crows, Friedrich Wilhelm and Jutta have reached the end of their tether and are set to face Magda's owner, Michael, in district court about it. A small plane crash-landed on a busy Southern California freeway on Tuesday and then burst into flames. Nobody was injured in this whole thing. Wow. If you watch this footage, yeah. you cannot believe that no one was hurt. They yeah. said had it been rush hour, like had it been later, yeah. that there would have been multiple people dead. Oh, sure, yeah. The plane carrying two people landed on the 91 freeway. A video showed the plane coming down hard in between traffic and bursting into flames as it skidded into the far right lane and crashed into a barrier wall. Additional footage showed uh, fire department crews attempting to douse the larger flames. Uh, the two people aboard got out safely and were uninjured. I mean, there's a huge yeah. plume of smoke that you can see after it hits. Uh, the plane struck at least one vehicle, a pickup truck, where there were no reports of injuries to anyone on the ground. Uh, the FAA will investigate what caused the plane uh, to come down. And then one last story, and it's another aircraft story. Uh, Did you write that in the log? It's the log! <laughs> a Southwest Airlines flight attendant Please, suffered... You entered this one twice. It was <laughs> a, just right there. You No, you, then you four, and then you put the line across. Well, now it's, we start a new one. <laughs> a Southwest Airlines flight attendant suffered a compression fracture to a vertebrae in her upper back during a hard landing last month in California. Oh, oh man. Uh, the National Transportation Safety Board said the impact on landing was so hard, the flight attendant thought that the plane had crashed. She felt pain in her back and neck and could not move and was... Taken to a hospital where she was diagnosed with a fracture. I, uh, wow. Uh, the safety board completed the investigation without saying what caused the hard landing. None of the other 141 people on board the plane were injured in the incident at John Wayne Airport. Uh, the pilots told investigators... come down on uh, <laughs> runway 7. Part of the deal is yeah. the air traffic controllers... You have to talk like John Wayne. talk like John Wayne. <laughs> American Airlines Flight 202. <laughs> Runway 4 is clear for landing. <laughs> oh, I love flying into Conway. Every pilot wants to go to the Humphrey Bogart Airport. <laughs> Uh, the pilots told investigators that they were aiming for the normal touchdown zone on the relatively short runway. However, it ended up being a firm landing, the NTSB said in its final report, but a compression fracture. Well, we've all had, I mean, I assume, yeah, at some it. point, a landing that was a little yep. rougher than you thought it might have been. Yep. All right, that's the beat file. Let's take a break. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Well, you know, usually Friday or Monday, at least or around the week, weekend on either side, we do the, the connoisseur, which is a bit what you know, Preston collects all these food stories. It does speak to a lot of, listen, we're, we're crazy. for we're, we're just, we were sort of nostalgically remembering breakfast pizza in the commercials. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah, so it's a big part of our lives. And so Marissa came forward and said, you know what? Well, you know, uh, 
Preston's out, uh, and you are, Marissa, kind of the, the the mega foodie of the collective here. And you said, oh, I, I could collect some stories, because you do. You collect a lot of the connoisseur stories for Preston. And so um, we figured, yeah, why, why don't you take a crack at it today? And so we're going to unveil what we call the mini connoisseur. <laughs> It's time for the mini connoisseur. I'm using two effects at once, and we'll see how it works. Uh, with your special guest connoisseur, Marissa Magdala. I hope this is a one and done. It only happens once, but yeah, I was excited to bring some food stories. It is my favorite feature. I know. Of the I, show, I had so. to tell you. I said, you know, you have a very cultivated palate, so you have to you have to dumb it down to like chicken fingers and stuff for the masses. <laughs> hey, Steve, you said that, and um, I would like to know. Like, I mess with some blue box mac and cheese. Uh-huh. I know I like some fancy restaurants, but yeah. I get basic once in a while. All right. And all right. so I think you're going to like what I have. First one. Oh, do I get a bell, too? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Or do you wanna, yeah? I don't have the bell. Right here. Oh, okay. Steve have the bell. Yeah, you can. Well, listen, we're going to turn out uh, all of the accoutrement for you. you. And you have to remember, Marissa, yeah. you have to hit the bell in order for me to hit the music sound effect. Okay. So I don't hit the music until you hit the bell. All right. Order up. Oh, well, I'd already hit the music. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Our first mistake. Come on. How does this happen? No, go ahead, Miss Preston. Oh, we miss you so much, <laughs> guys. Duncan has breakfast tacos. What? Huh? Yes. What, what, like right now, I can go. Hang on a second. I'm going to go to my Duncan app and see. You if You can, can go order. right now. They they uh, rolled out this week. They're available nationwide and all day long. So, Marissa, interesting fact. And Nick, you you spoke to this gentleman at our Flyers appearance. Uh, he is he builds um, his company builds the uh, Duncan franchises. Mm. Yeah. And so he says uh, he has heard and and he has seen it that they are shifting very much into regular food items mm-hmm. as opposed, you know... They well, they sell well, and there's totally a market for right, them. Right, and so, the, you know, obviously the donuts have been a big thing for a long time, but their food stuff's going over so well. So I'm figuring this is just a oh logical extension of that. Yes, yeah. I can get a breakfast taco with bacon and a regular breakfast taco. These are immersed uh, on flour tortillas? Yep, so it's a flour tortilla stuffed with scrambled eggs, melted sharp and cheddar cheese, fire-roasted corn, and a... Just touch of tangy lime crema with a uh, slight jalapeno kick. I'm a like a crema. And I'll then... tell you this. Um, <laughs> tacos sit in the realm of pizza for me. Ooh. Even bad or not very good pizza is still good. Mm-hmm. So even a substandard, I'm not saying this is going to be substandard, but I'm saying taco, uh, I mean, uh, um, Duncan uh, is already ahead of the pack because I dug... They had their Beyond Sausage. Steve, yeah. I miss it. I miss it, it was so much. damn good. Yeah. It really yeah. was. Also, you know, Nick and I were big fans of the uh, the steak and egg they were great. sandwiches. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I guess people didn't eat it as much as you and I did. That was yeah. my go-to. And now I, I just get the sausage, and I like the sausage. Don't get me wrong. Case, we live in a world where yeah. you can go to Wawa <laughs> for a hamburger. All bets are off. Now, uh, listen, this is great, but this real. I'm looking at it. They have the breakfast wraps. Yeah. This is just a breakfast wrap. It's just, it's a fold instead of a wrap. I think, and I'm okay with that. I think it's ingenious remembering that we run on Duncan. Yeah. 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 And it, with extra ingredients, because the breakfast wrap is just egg and cheese with maybe some extra bacon yeah, or something Yeah, so this on has it. a little bit of like a <laughs> uh, flavor to it. Yeah. We'll probably get some dropped off for us to taste test. Yeah, so. like right now. And the crema, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe if Matt yeah, Copper's more, more crema. <laughs> and I can confirm, so I have a friend, uh, Newman the Food Man. He has a place called Hilo Tacos. Um, great tacos. He tried it the other day on his Instagram. He said it's pretty good. If okay. a taco yeah. man gives it the thumbs up, that's good enough for me. Wow. All right. All and right. hey, by the way, just a little hint. Uh, Duncan has cold brew liquid concentrates coming soon, which means you're going to be able to make their cold, cold brew at home. Oh. oh. All, okay. right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Order up. All right. All right, one for one. Woo! Hey, Steve sent me this one, and I'm very excited about it. 
Uh, I'm going to stick on that level. Ramen for breakfast. Cup of Noodles is setting their sights on breakfast. The iconic ramen brand's latest product is designed for the most important day of the meal of the day, Cup of Noodles Breakfast. It's a limited edition offering with bright, colorful packaging that is artificially flavored as maple syrup, pancakes, sausage, and egg. Now, so where, um, where, where, where do you guys... <laughs> Wait, uh, is it, I, I love ramen. And, and I, I love ramen. And I love ramen. And I'm, I'm the jury ha- is not completely decided on this yet because... Okay, I'll, I would take it out for a spin, but my reflexive reaction when I initially saw this was like, no, no way. Well, is it a noodle or is it eggs? It's, it's a noodle, but they said instead of like the sauce normally, it's more of a like syrup. All right, no. so I know this is disgusting. I feel like uh, not that, gross. Yeah, I know. It's Ooh, like Julianne's earlier. Says yeah. our resident dental hygienist. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a couple of months ago I had asked uh, about because pasta is. Uh, like it's it's bland, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But that's it, how they advertise it. But it if can, you're looking for something bland, <laughs> you're not eating pasta plain. No, yeah. you're you're putting something right. on it, and it sort of lends itself to maybe having a. You could add a sweetness to it rather than something mm. that's savory or salty. You know, though, when something sits in the realm of uh, like I uh, to me, this is um, uh, uh, this is a savory ramen. You know, that's what I love about it. So I bought. Uh, the, I, uh, and cup of noodles, I dig that as well. Uh, but, I, I, you know, you have to be open-minded. I will be open-minded. Yeah. And I don't, like, with the cup of noodles, I will eat, uh, I prefer ramen. Like, uh, the, the, the package of ramen, not the cup of noodles. Mm-hmm. But if I do do the cup of noodles, I will open it, and I, and I have to dump those vegetables out. I don't like those free dry, freeze-dried <laughs> freeze vegetables. So you make your own. But here's yeah. the deal. I bought, so, and Marissa, so back me up on this. I always thought ramen was sort of like a lower-calorie food alternative. It's pasta. But it's but it's not. It, it, it's it's higher in calories than and you would sodium assume. Oh. and sodium and all yeah, that. Because it's the, what you're mixing into it. It's that's what, yeah, all. Okay, it's like right. salt. It's the little packet that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah, that's what I just said. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Sorry. So, so, so yeah. all right. So well, interesting. It's I mean, interesting. And I appreciate somebody... the effort, but uh, I'm yeah. out on this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you're not even going to try. It? No. I have wow. zero interest. What if I what if I bought you one? Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm I'm more interested in that breakfast taco from yeah. uh, from Duncan. Right. Listen, this is the, we, by the way. There's no mandate here with any of these foods. You can select them at your at your own yeah. discretion. Well, it is limited edition. It's going to be a dollar eighteen and available. A dollar eighteen. Walmart. <laughs> they done a pumpkin spice one last year, so you know okay. it's similar right. to that. All right, order up. Going to the other end of the spectrum here, guys. Another year, another dynamic showing for Philly chefs and restaurants to lead the James Beard Award. All right. I saw this pop up a number of times. Apparently, we we killed it this year. Killed it. Killed it. So, uh, Philly nabbed a whopping 60% of the nominees in the Best Chef Mid-Atlantic category. Suck it, Manhattan. So, Jesse Ito (laughs) from Royal Sushi and Izakaya in Queen Village. Uh, Dionisio Jimenez. In Cantina La Martina in Kensington. I told you guys about this place a few times. And Nook from Kalia in Fishtown. All three were voted best I'm, chef. I'm wow. so low. Nominees, final. I'm so low rent. But, but uh, <laughs> I don't know any of those things. What's, what's your, so the, you obviously, you've been to all these places. Wait, uh, Marissa, didn't we go to Izakaya in the Borgata one time? So that's the Michael Shulston okay. uh, Izakaya. There's a couple places that have Izakaya in the name. I what's, see. what's the cuisine? Mm-hmm. Uh, sushi, sushi, Japanese, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Matt Cord loves this royal sushi. It's right around the cor- right near his house. Okay, so, so is, is it kind of like? I'm sorry to interrupt. Is that like a style of Japanese cooking? Is it kind of? I got you. Okay, yeah. So it's a sushi preparation. It's so, also the uncle yeah. on the uh, Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, is it yeah. kind of? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, so they were in the Best Chef Mid-Atlanta category. Um, then we have more. Uh, oh. Ellen Yin, who owns Fork and A Kitchen, High Street, High Street Hospitality. Um, oh, I know she, her. Yep, has been nominated the Outstanding Restaurateur National category. Yeah. She's also been nominated 2018, 2019, and 2022. She's kind of the Susan Lucci of this category, and I think that this is her year. All right, so, uh, uh, Nick, who do we have on who had a food show? Was it Richard Kind? Who, no, no, no. Uh, he's a kind of a friend of the show now. He has a food. Bill Rosenthal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody feed Phil. Everybody feed yes, Phil. Everybody feed. Uh, yeah. Great show. All right. So he did a, a Philadelphia thing where, and then he sat at a giant table with all these Philadelphia chefs. Right. So was Ellen in that? Ellen was not of this category. Nook was in that. She had Kalia, okay. where he went and ate all the really spicy food. Yes. That was okay. in uh, South Philly. Um, she has moved her location since then. It is now in Fishtown, um, but the place that opened up in that old Kalia is called Mon, and it's really good. It's really nice. If you're the kind of person who would huh? entertain breakfast ramen, yeah. as am I, yeah. what what would you recommend right now as we have all these incredible award winners? Because a lot of people, I'm sure, are hearing this and go, this sounds way out of my league. What's the most approachable, new, super happening restaurant that people need to check out if they really want to take a jump over <laughs> into the, uh, the finer cuisine available? Because, listen... We live in an amazing city with all the stuff going yeah. on. So how does somebody, how, what's the door they go through? Oh, my goodness. Um, wow, you kind of put me on the spot. This is actually where I clam up and I get really nervous well, making remember, restaurant recommendations mm, on the moment. The, the <laughs> restaurants you leave out will hate you forever. For yeah. <laughs> should try uh, a good seafood place would be clam up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. Love it. It's yes. like I do a whole podcast about this where I talk <laughs> about this every couple of weeks. Um, I mean, there's so many places. There's like a really cool dog park place that is opening up in I Nanyang. love eating at a dog park. Oh, my God. Oh, that's with the best. great food. No, there's the, like so the, many. The chocolate pudding is good. <laughs> oh What's God. the name of it? Um, I think it's called Bark, maybe. But Steve, it's oh, up yeah. your alley because you can bring your dogs. Oh. And, Listen, I'm not yes. looking. I'm not looking to to you know to to split a a, a table pancake with my dog. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what's what? What's the what's a good entree for the food? Not, not... Well, here wait. Yeah. While, while you, know you think about it, because yeah. she has she has to go into a whole longer list yeah. of or you know options. Yeah. But um, I want to make a re- recommendation because it like almost doesn't belong where it is. Um, but there's a new uh, restaurant in Conchalk and Hook and Ladder. I've heard of this. It's like I mean, it could be in like New York City. Like, where, really? where is it? it? Uh, it's right when you come over the Fayette Street Bridge. It's in uh, the it's, old Washi's Firehouse. Yeah. So it's it's the old fire. Firehouse. They they had to keep a portion of the firehouse in order to um, you know build whatever the the um, restoration was that yeah. was there. It's really cool. So yeah, like it still has the um, pole that the the fireman would slide down. Oh neat. Yeah, there's like a you know a couple of walls that are. Can the, you bring your dog? <laughs> no, you yeah. can't bring your dog. What, what was the food like? Uh, it w- it's great. It's very like that's what I mean. It, yeah. it, it almost doesn't belong in Conshohocken. Yeah. Like you have to be uh, an exploratory eater okay. and um, be ready for a higher price that you would normally pay than right. in Conshohocken. But it has a cool sky bar where it's outside uh, tables oh, outside. There's a bar outside. What? There's an inside bar area that's beautiful, and then there's a dining room area, and it's it's attached to the Westin Main Hotel. The so new we're looking hotel at it. It's in Conshohocken. Uh, that outside bar that you're talking about, it looks really cool. So, and the great thing about Conshohocken is all you have to do is is park in Plymouth meeting well, yeah. Steve, <laughs> Steve they have a they have a parking garage oh, that you, park, yep, awesome. you park in right. and it's literally right, right at the front door 
Yep. Right. When he had, we had a singles mixer in Conchi that one time, and I yes. parked in a spot where I'm like, I, and I was watching the meter, and 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 I was like, okay, I, I have until let's say eight o'clock. I need to go out and move my car. Yeah. And as I got out there, the meter made guy was there getting ready to ticket my car, and he had chalked my tire already. Yeah, yeah. And so I said, hey, if I pull out and then pull back in. Am I good to go? And he's like, I said that on my wedding night. <laughs> and he goes, he and he's like, technically, yeah. He's like, because you, you do it, yeah. And, oh, and he watched me, and I'm like, dude, don't do this thing where you're telling yeah, me yeah, I can yeah. do this, and you're just going to ticket me anyway. Yeah. He's like, no, technically, you've left and you've come back, and so and that's what I did. So thank God, because yeah, parking. Can well, be so I've a always said difficult. this to you guys: it, parking in Conshohocken is like. It, it's not it's hard. It's not bad, no. It, it's not. If, if you just know where to park. Like, you guys didn't know that there's a, a parking garage that was half a block from where we were having the mixer. Had you just parked in there, you would have had no problem well, so parking. we used to do Quizzo. It's not there anymore. It used to be called, I think it used to be called Toads or something like that. Uh, and it was right across yep. the street from the parking garage. Yep. And so I used to go there. Yeah, yeah. We were at the Great American, what was the name of the... American Pub, yeah, yeah. there's that top, that Upstairs. big like, ballroom yeah, yeah. at mm-hmm. there. It's huge. Yeah. By the way, uh, this place, uh, the Hook and Ladder place, Kathy, um, the, you said they have a rooftop bar too? No, so it's called the Sky Bar. It's okay. not a rooftop bar. It's just, it's a it's a few stories up and it's outside and it overlooks like the courtyard they have for the new um, business complex that's so there. Te- so te- it's, technically, it's in the sky. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> was there a rooftop bar recently um, put in someplace oh, in Conchie? The, the Great American Pub has a rooftop oh, bar. I see. Yeah. That's actually awesome. Don't go up there on an extremely hot day. You will melt yeah. um but spring is coming up and uh anytime the sun goes down it's perfect there's, look there. at this. there's a rooftop bar at the great american pub in wayne and they added oh, that over okay. the last few years as well too and and um so they, they just put it on top i think they actually started during the pandemic anyway i love rooftop bars so they, they are straight addition to any i don't restaurant. even drink yeah, yeah. Uh, but just see oh. like if you're in a city and you're yeah. you're at a place where it's yeah. just a cool place to it chill is. yeah and and uh, kathy you're right like if it's hot out it's uh, not pleasant or even if it's freezing or whatever but um yeah i just i like that atmosphere you know did I you agree. go to the one at the hotel we were at in orlando uh the adventurer no. oh was, all the way up top yeah. no. awesome no. go up there rodney and i shared uh, dinner and Aww. then of course we made love Aww. no it was a uh but uh you kathy so up there uh at, the view off the one side was all of Universal. Yeah, so I mean, so nice. it was That's cool. just sensational. And the other side was the highway. <laughs> no, no, actually, the, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah you're right. on the highway, you could see the the, the hotel that we were right, staying yeah. at. Nick, that rooftop deck at the Great American Pub is actually pretty cool. Like, right. it, like the even the view that you see, like you you can kind of see Conchhocken. You see, you know, Kathy's like house. The new, you see my no, you can't see my house, but it's you know, you Rockstar think Rob's you're house. in that like <laughs> you might be able to see Rockstar Rob's house actually. But. Yeah, the velvet flag. Or, uh, <laughs> Uh, Arrest, did you think of the restaurant? Yeah, I have a couple of recommendations. Actually, Kathy, I concur with your hook and ladder. I went there a few weeks ago with some girlfriends for brunch. They just started that, and it was really good. Um, So if you want some approachable places, Steve, how about um, I recommend Middle Child Clubhouse in Fishtown. Um, run by these guys who make these great sandwiches, but they have a uh, bigger menu in their new place in Fishtown. It's really right. good. It's really fun, decorated nicely. And then uh, Craftsman's Row, which is a place right, it's actually right across the street from Steven Singer. Oh. So they have really oh. big milkshakes and really great burgers and all sorts of food. And then they, oh. they were on the my um, uh, holiday activity oh, I, list. Yeah. Remember the ones the with the big shakes. milkshakes? Yeah. yeah, all right, cool. We tried to go there. Uh, we had reservations and because uh, it was for my wife's birthday, me and the kids. And we got there maybe 10 or 15 minutes late for our reservation. They were like, sorry. <gasps> The place, yeah. the place is really popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then real quick, uh, my buddy, because he's in the rest or the hotel industry, he says the Attico at Cambria Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's is, a great that, spot. Right a, on Broad Street. You know, 
Is that rooftop uh, as well? Yes. Okay. Well, it's like mid, but it, the windows are open, so you kind of get that feeling of the outside. I, I'm, I'm having a brain fart on the name, but it's Nick Elmy's restaurant at the top of the... Uh, oh, Lark. Lark, Lark at the, yeah. the Marriott here. Sensational. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, anyway. All right. All right so, so, a few more of these James Beards. Carry Beards. on, mini connoisseur. <laughs> oh, thanks, Steve. Uh, Her Place Supper Club, which is a place I highly recommend. Her name is Amanda Schulman. She's doing great things. It's right in the Rittenhouse area. You do have to get your reservations about two weeks out. She makes reservations available. All you right. kind of have to get on 6 o'clock oh. Sundays. Uh, she was nominated for... Um, we're burning daylight. Emerging chef category. Oh, and right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Fittler Square. Um, outstanding restaurant in the entire country. Is that right? Right here in Philadelphia. So when you say, nice. Kathy, when you say this is a place you'd find in Manhattan, I think you need to say this is a place you'd find in Philadelphia now. Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty amazing. Right. I mean, you would, that one was like, you yeah. would see it in the city, you know, before you'd see it in sure. Little country. All right, order up. Guys, this one comes with a taster. Really? Yeah. Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company has debuted a Rita's Fruit Beer. So they're going to make a whole line of beers. The first one is inspired by Rita's Ice. It is mango flavored. It launches on April 15th. Uh, It's a refreshing seasonal blonde ale brewed with mango on an easygoing 5% APV. And uh, Connor is here and he's going to give some little tasters to everybody who would like to try. Uh, It's hopped with Hercules and Chinook and then conditioned in loads of sweet mangoes. Just bring them all over to me and Nick. (laughs) It's it's hopped with Hercules and Chinook? So they're type That sentence makes no sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said to Marissa, you gotta bring it down. Yeah, well, people who like beer... Sport table flabbergasted. (laughs) (laughs) Just a pangy of Dippolor. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, I do love Dippalore. Yeah. Casey, what's the... Uh, Just a pangy. Rizza, the hot, hot pie oh, yeah, Rizza. Yeah, yeah. Sky Rizza. Sky Rizza. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like one of those medical ads. So people who are into the beer world, who and I know there's many listeners who are, they do know what those are, the type of hops okay. that you buy from the area. Gotcha. Okay. And so pretty much it's a Rita's fruit beer. So they're going to be doing a whole line of them. The first one's mango. They're throwing a party on April 15th at the Neshaminy Creek, uh, Croydon, and Dublin Tap Rooms. Live music, circus performers, food trucks, and of course they'll be scooping Rita's ice there. Yeah, and I was talking to your boyfriend about this uh, Mm -hmm. just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, You know, um, marketing for, for, you know, these these breweries. It's the best Sky Rizzi I've ever had. Steve, you can really taste the Flibador. Yeah. (laughs) The um yeah uh, <laughs> QSP had their their Wawa uh, coffee stout yes and it was so successful for them and it, it was you know and and Bob the brewer there he you know th- he has a Russian imperial stout that is is award winning gold medal winning you know um it was just essentially that but they you know you throw the Wawa tag on it and so what these guys are doing throwing the the Rita's tag on that is so smart. Well you know I don't drink but I I would say this that I do detect a, a Rita's Well and you would like if you did drink you would like a fruity beer. Uh, you oh, know, yes. that, that's so, your I'll, that's your style. To be honest, Marissa's boyfriend that <laughs> That what's the line? Of, the line of beer? Uh, Dewey Beer Company. So they Dewey donated beer to my wife's a charity event. Oh. People were going out of their minds. There's an apple cobbler beer, mm. right? <laughs> yep. Oh do my, we like it? Oh my, do we? <laughs> we do. Absolutely. It's endorsed by Rockstar Rob. Oh, <laughs> he liked it. Yeah, they do It'll these make beers. Your velvet curdle. They're uh. like smoothies. Call them like Jamba Juice with a uh, beer in them. That was good. Right, I like yeah. that. All right, thank so you. So continue. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we, all right, we got it. We have so a available guest April, coming up. April fifteenth. Rita's fr- uh, fruit beer and the Shamity Creek Brewing. All right. All right. One more story. By guys. the way, you're doing a fine job, Marissa. Yeah. Right, Steve. 
I think this is approachable. Citizens Bank Park is rolling out some new food options for 2023 series season. Uh, Aramark introduced uh, some new food offerings at Pass and Stow. They are giving out, well, not giving out, you can purchase Mexican street popcorn. Oh. <laughs> Steve? It's uh, interesting. Um, I, um, um, go on. Yeah, yeah. so it's uh, made in-house with tagine, spice, tagine. lime, and cojita cheese. Wait, so this is like Mexican street corn except popcorn. On popcorn. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. So baseball, yeah. and they serve it in a little mini Phillies helmet like they serve oh. ice cream. No, you Terrific. Need, I, Sorry, I need popcorn a bigger. I need a, a mini helmet. <laughs> I need a large Why not helmet? put it in a hypodermic? <laughs> yeah, I want a big ball. So you know, Nick, when you when you walked in to our our, our flyers yes. event this week, what was I doing? Popcorn. <laughs> yeah, makes Steve happy. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of uh, Mexican street corn. I think we had some at uh, camp out this Delicious. year. The corn hub. Yeah, corn Delicious. hub guys. Yeah, and um, so yeah, Marissa, this sounds good. I like it. Kathy, have you ever had tagine on your margarita on the rim? Oh, you know what? Yes. Um, wait, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Well, as a matter I, of fact, I did. Hold on, hold on. I, I don't know. What is it a... Um, it's like the red spice. Oh, yes. Sometimes okay. they'll yes. ask yes, for... absolutely. Salt, sugar, or tagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New, yeah. I think it's pronounced tagine. I think oh, it's, it is. It's okay. a tagine? Yeah, yeah, H, yeah. All right. I actually, whatever. Okay. No, no I want to hear Please, it. Yeah, please. You're not pronouncing it right, Ellie Mae. <laughs> no, I, I interviewed somebody who uh, who produces only tagine. That's their, oh. what they produce. Yeah. So really? Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Can yes. we be friends with that person? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll introduce I mean, you to her. <laughs> it, what is tajin? Is it is it? It's, it's kind of like a spicy all spice. Um, uh, it's got so a, it's a bit, series of spices. It's, it's got, not just one. Correct. Yeah, okay. it's got a kick to it, and uh, it is good on a, on the rim of a margarita. I I know because my girlfriend is into it. So really? like we've had those the takis in here. You know, like those uh, spicy chips. I know they're not your style, <laughs> not my thing. but think about what that does to like your salivary glands. Okay. That's kind of what tajin does. There is an, an explanation kind of called up here. Tajin is a Mexican company founded in 1985 by Horacio Fernandez that produces several varieties of condiments consisting predominantly of chili peppers, lime, salt, and salt. The company officially called Empress Tajin is located in Zapopuan, Jalisco, uh, or Jalisco, Mexico. Yep. All right. There you go. Very All traditional right. spice used in lots of you know, okay. yeah. cultures right. around Keep them coming. Here. All right, so connoisseur. also at Citizens Bank Park, South Philly Disco Fries. So on top of fries, they're serving roasted pork, melted sharp provolone, broccoli rabe, and roasted red peppers. Pretty much like a dinner of fries. Yes, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So those are both the pass and stow. And then uh, in section 109, they are introducing Uncle Charlie's Steaks, which is a cheesesteak inspired by our good friend Charlie Manuel. Oh, oh. no kidding. Mm-hmm. All so right. It's baked on a fresh Lucio's seeded roll and served with hers kettle chips. Hey, whatever happened to the Schmitter? Is that still there? I don't think so. I loved I that think sandwich. Got, I think it got uh, discontinued. At was some it? Point. I well, thought that was yeah. a. The I ball that was a yeah. supremely popular sandwich. It is, but I, I think, Morris, you can get it elsewhere. I just don't think you can get it at the, at the games yeah, anymore. Yeah, so you can get it at the original place in um, Germantown or Chestnut Hill is right. where they are. I, I don't want to get it wrong. It is an Irish name, the name of the bar that serves them. Um, I think a lot of these restaurants will come in, do a couple of seasons, mm-hmm. and then they'll kind of roll out and allow new restaurants it's a to world, come in. that restaurant Yeah, world. right? It really is. But you had mentioned Disco Fries, and I had actually had this idea, Marissa, if you look over here... Um, uh, I I had this idea a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to ask if this have actually already exists. Because you know, Steve, when I have such a good idea, yeah. it already exists. Yeah. Um, what about like breakfast fries? Ooh, yeah. What about taking uh, you know just because you you can see it with like tater tots, but you have French fries, and then you throw like some scrambled eggs, some bacon. Well, I think or... I've kind of had like a riff on that because because know. it actually sits in, in the hash brown. Yeah, uh, tater tots, but not sort of French realm. fries. I I always see it with like maybe with hash browns or. 
Tater tots, you get, said. Yeah, but yeah. French fries. Throw get some, some seed like, uh, money and then, you know, g- give it a shot. They're available at uh, Ginger Casa, uh-huh. which is a restaurant uh, somewhere. Somewhere. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just going to start driving. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Mini connoisseur. Well, we want to get through this. Well, no, I was, I'm trying to find the picture in my phone, um, but uh, Gypsy in Kajahawken has a French fry board. Oh. Wow. It is, it is like, insane, the, the French fries on this board, and it's enormous. All right. I, I love them. Steve, you would love I'm it. I'm a sucker for French fries. There's yeah. an all-French fry restaurant up in the Kutztown area near the college, and really? I'm sure that they serve some okay. sort of variation. All right, many kind, uh, sir. All right, so also at Citizens Bank Park, Federal Donuts. They are serving hand-battered chicken tenders um, and everything rooster dipping sauce. So you guys know the donuts that they serve, and yep. you can also get the uh, chicken sandwiches. Well, yes. now they're serving... Uh, you know, easy to eat, hand dipped, just little uh, chicken tenders. And then for a limited time at the beginning of the season in section 143, they're going to have season's inning stretch where you can get a jerk chicken sandwich served on a brioche roll with pickle slaw and fried plantains. Nice. Sounds interesting. Uh, and then right, Airmark's good. been doing a great job of rolling out new things. So there's lots of exciting stuff probably coming together. And uh, guys, that was the mini connoisseur. Hey! I, would, I think Preston would be very proud of you. And since you send a lot of the stories his way, you got to do me. So what is yeah. the name of your podcast again, Marissa? Thank you for asking. It's called Delicious City Philly. Uh, okay. Myself and Chef Eli Culp host it uh, twice a month. And we have chefs and food enthusiasts and all sorts of people on. And as um, we just learned, there's every reason to be so excited to live in this area. <laughs> yeah. I know we are a foodie city. We are as competitive as any other around, and it's something to be proud of. And start taking advantage of all these great places and, uh, you know, give them some business because they uh, they work hard and it's it's a tough business to be in. Yeah, yeah, he's the food expert. I just sit around and talk about restaurants that I've eaten at. So it's, there you just, go. we have a lot of fun. Nice job. All right, well, um, we do have to take a break. Right. We have a guest coming up. Yes. Steve, I told you in the beginning of the show that we had a ton of giveaways this morning. So what are we giving away? So now we have a pair of passes to see Prime Videos as uh, Air starring Ben Affleck and Damon and the screening is going to be on Wednesday at 7.30 at the Regal uh, UA King of Prussia. Uh, I, I have a bunch. Of, so I'm going to give away eight of these. So the first eight callers. Excellent. The 215-263-WMMR-CATH. Yes. I know that you hosted a screening of air uh, the other night. Did, did you stay for it by you know, any chance? You know what? I'm going going to the King of Prussia screening. Okay. I, I'm hearing really, really great things about this. The story this. of Air Jordan. And, and you know who's not in it? No, you know who's not portrayed in it at all? Michael Jordan. The, there's his mom. There's nobody playing Michael Jordan at right. all. So yeah. it's a kind of a cool little concept because everybody knows what Michael Jordan right. looks like. So, exactly. Uh, so that screening is going to be next week. And so callers uh, 1 through 8 at 215-263-WMMR. All right. We're going to be back after this with uh, our friend Randy Pace. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. This is Virginia Lottery Recording Session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest actually has the distinction of having the most viewed, I believe, YouTube video, the Daily Rush video for the President Steve show and we were just discussing it with uh, him. We were waxing nostalgic about his first appearance. Nick, you were not here for it. No, I'm uh, sorry that he's here back. It's, he's back. It's, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So he'll be at the Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow, 10 p.m. both nights. Both 7.30 shows are sold out. See, so we're going to want to jump on this. I know it's going to seem weird, but trust me, very funny. Ladies and gentlemen, our friend Randy Feltface. Yay! Hey! He's back. I'm back. It's so nice to be here. How have you been? What's been going on? What have I missed? <laughs> You've missed quite what a lot, have Randy. I missed? But I tell you this: uh, the last time you're in, we we want to set for people. Yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see exactly. What do you prefer, Randy or Randy Fellface? Oh, uh, just Randy's, Randy's fine. fine. We're yeah. on first name terms I think now, so. Steve. I've been here before. <laughs> I didn't realize I was a viral hit for the station. This so, is the only reason you've got me back. You're chasing clicks. <laughs> I'll tell you. I see how it works. Let's get the freak back in. We need some more clickbait. That's basically that how it. it works over here. So, Randy, you actually were, um, I think our second place is mm. a naked penis drawing, right? Was that <laughs> Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. Just, just over, the, over the last year, it's been Randy. Uh, overall, uh, penis drawing party still ranks a little. So, we, Randy, we have to get You're you neck and neck with the higher penis. than the penis painting party. <laughs> okay, great. No. That, is, that is a low bar that you've set here for me. Can no. we get Randy higher than people drawing penises? Is that what we're saying? No, yeah. I'm sure it's not lost on no, you that, I... that you're, you're a bit phallic. Uh, looking. Yeah, but yeah. you know, 18 years I've been doing this. The culmination of all of those years' work is just to be in direct competition with a bunch of people sitting around on radio doodling doodles. I'm not into it. I love the uh, description of you. It says, Randy Fellface has spent the past 18 years carving out a unique niche on the international comedy mm. circuit. Mm. He was nominated for Best Comedy at the Edinburgh Fringe, Fringe Festival. Blah, Didn't blah, win. Didn't all, win. Okay. But it also says you, uh, you've traveled the world yep. and you know how to fix it, uh, which I believe. So very, very cool. So you've been touring... You tour constantly, correct? Uh, yes, and thank you for not asking me how to fix it because that's just a line in a press release. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I've not stopped since last time I was here in May last year. Right. And I've taken probably a few weeks off in so, that time since then. I've just been constant road dogging around to, this beautiful world of ours. To be honest, before you were I wasn't that familiar with you the last time. And mm. then and then since then, it seems like I've seen you all over the place. So oh, that's how it works. Yeah, Once yeah. you've seen me 
you can't unsee it. It's like a drawing of a penis. It's in your head for forever. It's, very true. it's burned into your retinas. So that's it, why we're trying to get people to watch this on YouTube. There's a lot of subliminal messaging yes, in my ab- comedy. Yeah, absolutely true. So give us the origins. We asked you last time, but for people who don't know, uh, you you were a product of, of sort of just a uh, a short skit, and then you came into your own life fully. Correct. Uh, so well, no, I don't know. I started out. Uh, it, yeah, I just started out doing stand up. Short yeah. skit. What is this short skit you're talking about? That's it was referenced in in the always reliable Wikipedia. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I am the product of a short skit. <laughs> Talk about my mother that way. I'm okay with this. This is fantastic. I I started out just doing like little bits and pieces. No, I've always done stand up. Okay. Where I Let's start a new origin story. Uh, yes, absolutely. So, okay. And you're obviously you're now born Australia. Born in Australia. Yes. All right. And yep. the, the last time you were Let's on... Let's grind this interview into the ground. <laughs> How can we make this as least funny as possible? Well, let me ask I'll, you You that. know what I'll do? I'll just conflict any stories that you <laughs> just have deny about everything. my origin. Yeah, deny let, Yeah, let's do it. Let no, me... I wasn't born in Australia. Next question. Oh, you weren't. No, he was. I was. He's, oh, doing, okay. he's being a contrarian. Right, well, I'm being then... a total contrarian on the radio. I've heard it works really well for clickbait <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> I want to ask because uh, mm. I had a run-in. You with... can ask. You can ask. Whatever. This is your show. Oh, you're right. Uh, you I ran it. into a Kiwi uh, last week, okay. and he was unpleasant. And Ooh. I want to ask you, just generally speaking, who's more pleasant, oh. Kiwis or Aussies? See, now this is exactly what you're going for on the YouTube. You're going to corner me into being casually racist on breakfast radio. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, I'm biased towards Australians because I am Australian. I would say New Zealanders are generally, in my experience, a polite and lovely almost to a fault. Okay. Oh. All right. yeah. well, that's yeah. our perception of Australians. Really? Yes. No, Australians are passive aggressive. Huh. We are so we we come across as casual and friendly and laid back, but we're not. We're very uptight. A lot of rules in Australia. A lot of like, oh no, that's fine. I'll do that. No, you put that over there. No, I don't mind. <laughs> no, it's fine. Don't even worry about it. There's a lot of that going on down there. So, so, so it's I, I'm conflicted, and I think I mentioned this last time. I, I've actually I've softened up a little bit. Uh, okay. I, I would love. I think um, I love the people, yeah. uh, and, but I know as 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 beautiful uh, yeah. as as a country as it is, and uh, and uh, all that it has to offer, there is so much that can kill you there. Oh and, and, yes, and, there's and a so, lot of deadly creatures in that part of the world. I have a list of some, and and perhaps you can tell us if you've encountered any of these. I love this. Let's do. Can we have? Is there a theme music for this segment? <laughs> oh, Randy oh. discusses <laughs> deadly Australian animals. <laughs> There okay. you go. All right. Didgeridoo. Yeah, don't know how I feel about that. A little bit of little bit of appropriation this morning on the radio. We didn't for the watchers, for the viewers, we did not discuss that theme tune before no, they no. hit the right. play well, on that. It, it, how see, about this instead? Oh. <laughs> That's way better. That's way better. All right, so yeah, let's yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. Box jellyfish. Oh, terrible. They'll, Te- they'll take you out in the ocean. Can't see them. Swimming around. Little Tiny. bit of a stink. Yeah, tiny little things, creepy little things, long tendrils. They'll come at you. And they close beaches all the time because of them, correct? They do, they do. There are parts of Queensland, far north Queensland, where if you go in the ocean, something will absolutely kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's my issue, yeah. Randy. Yeah. And it shouldn't and be the, the case. Worst, the worst bit about it is the beaches are the most beautiful the, beaches in the world. They're gorgeous. You're standing on the beach, like, why wouldn't we go in here? And then, <laughs> oh, there's a crocodile, there's a jellyfish, there's a shark. Yeah, not so great. The t- the Type and snake. 
Taipan, yeah. Race. Yeah, Taipan, Taipan. They're just sitting on keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> Their word count is high. Ticka, 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 ticka. Um, no, I tell you what, the Taipan, yeah, that'll, that, yeah, that's Very venomous. Good. You no mentioned one. the saltwater crocodiles, which oh. actually grow larger mm. than any other crocodile in the world. They are a large croc, the saltwater crocs. Uh, Terrifying creatures. All right. Beautiful, so, magnificent creatures. So why was Steve Irwin, uh, Steve Irwin so... So eager to make us love these things that are so lethal. Because he made a lot of money off them. <laughs> oh, okay. That, yeah. was, that was it. He was also a conservationist, Steve. True, you know, true, he yeah. was out there putting crocs in cages so we can all get a good look at them. How beloved is Steve Irwin? I keep wanting to say Irwin. Steve Irwin to this day in, in Australia. You know what? Steve is still a national treasure. Yeah. And that is all I will say on it <laughs> because this is going to be on the internet. Okay. And we talked about my spotless reputation. For not having haters, All right? Yes. Then you're just trying to corner me into saying something horrible about no. Steve. Irwin. I can sense man. it. You're looking for a scoop. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not you can't fighting. see it, but Randy's head is whipping around like crazy. Oh uh, yes. Uh, Blue ring octopus. Oh, terrible little guys. Yeah. They're tiny little creatures. That what is it with the, the tiny stuff killing you? Uh, I know. I mean, we're not even onto spiders yet. Yeah, the redback spider. We have the um, the the funnel. Or the funnel web spider, Atrax robustus. Terrible little creature, oh, the you... funnel web spider. Know a lot about the funnel web. Yep. You know the Latin name? Atrax robustus. Yeah, we learned it early on. <laughs> so we're like, oh, my God, there's an Atrax robustus. They'll, they'll take you out, those little guys. They're terrible little creatures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that, the females can lay up to 200 eggs at a time, and they can live for up to 20 years. Oh. Jesus. I know. And when I arrived here from Australia, I opened my suitcase, and one of them climbed out and escaped <laughs> under the door of my hotel room. So, cool. Oh, great. great yeah, great. sorry about that. Well, well speak, speak comfort Pretty to Pretty sure it was a female. Look pregnant. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Well, well, okay. So, at one point, I would love to get there. So, okay. so what? What? Come on down. What will offset my terror of Australia? What? What can you recommend? You know what? It's a very large country. Yeah. And and the animals are very spread out. Oh, they're spread so out. So your chance of uh, encountering one on a daily basis pretty slim. And if you stick to the cities, yes, uh, very very slim. All I mean, right. some of those deadly spiders definitely do live in in the cities, but you're not going to run into a croc on the main street of Melbourne. Let's just say that. Stick to the cities. Have a cough. <laughs> oh, well, it seems okay. Of the cities, which would you recommend to go to first? Well, I'm biased because I'm from Victoria, so Melbourne is my hometown. A lot of great music, a lot of great art, good times. Melbourne, head on down there. Weather, trams, bad beaches. <laughs> bad beaches. Sydney, beautiful beaches. Okay. Yeah. But um, I don't like it as much as Melbourne. I'm uh, in Melbourne. I'm wearing all black all of the time, sitting there with a brayon, drinking a coffee. <laughs> That's the Melbourne look? That's the Melbourne okay. look, yes. We're very moody in the South. <laughs> artsy? Very artsy, okay. very moody. Pretentious? Uh, no, I would say Sydney's more pretentious. <laughs> See, that's you're getting because, controversial Well, now. that's because they've got the fancy beaches. They think they're so great, you know what I mean? But they're not. Oh, no, they're great. I mean, if I can use a drug analogy at this hour of the morning, mm-hmm. I think Melbourne's, some, they're hitting spliffs, and Sydney's <laughs> probably doing giant train track-sized rails of blow. Is that? Oh my God. Can I say that I on the radio? Yeah. 
Sure, sure, yeah. Steve, do you have any more uh, animals you want to ask about? No, I'm good. Right, yeah, yeah. I, Are I, you I, sure? Because there's more. I know there's a ton, but I, you, well, I was blown away by your knowledge of the spiders. I don't see how we can top that. So, okay. Randy, then, right. uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to move on to uh, Australian movies and, and which oh. are representative oh. best of the country. Of, and uh, the reason I bring it up is I had never seen the movie uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert until recently. Oh, welcome. And welcome. It's a, it's a great movie. Fantastic um, film. Takes A lot of it takes place in the outback. Yes. Uh, and then they sort of make their way uh, in and out of the cities as well. But um, uh, do you have a, a favorite Australian movie? Oh, my goodness. Putting me on the spot. Well, I mean, you know, Mad Max, you can't really go past <laughs> yeah. as what? like a classic Australian film. Um, Road Warrior? Road Warrior. Oh, um, yes. The Castle. I don't know if you've ever yes. seen it. Yeah, that's a classic Australian film. What about the man from Snowy River? I mean, yeah. If you if you're gonna if we're gonna go old school, yeah. everybody loves someone riding a horse <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't go past a bit of old colonial poetry. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Crocodile uh, Dundee. I mean, the that's proposition. A what's that? Crocodile Dundee is a classic. Yeah, not a big fan. Um, the pro. I, the, oh, Silence on the Air. Listen to that. Yeah. yeah. No. No. <laughs> I mean, look. It has it aged well. No. No. But sure, it's definitely. <laughs> it was one of our biggest exports. I think we're still living that down. To be honest. Oh, really? I don't know. Good old Paul Hogan. What a champion. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the proposition. Great film. Great film. Um, uh, can I ask you, because there's a show... You can that... ask me whatever you want. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's a show that I watch on FX called Mr. Inbetween. Have you ever heard of that one? I have. I've not seen it, but okay. I, I'm aware of its presence uh, on the air. <laughs> I love it. The The main character, the main actor, and it, you don't really know him from anything else. His name is Scott Ryan, but the, the show is produced by uh, Nash Edgerton, who's like Joel's brother. Yeah. And, and it's really, really well done. And, and uh, you know, there's been three th- seasons of it, and it was on FX, so I wasn't sure if you caught any of that. It, it is good. So if, you, uh, if you're if you looking for something to binge, Mr. Inbetween is something you should check out. All right. Are you being sponsored by Mr. Inbetween <laughs> yeah. here because you said... Can I ask you? And then you just launched into right. a pitch. He didn't give you any opportunity. Yeah. That was just yeah, a right. thinly veiled Nash Edgerton plug. And we love Nash. <laughs> Good egg. We love the Edgertons. Good eggs. Both of them. Well, I'll tell you this. Tell All me right. whatever you want. So uh, Hit me. Tell me. Uh, we don't mean to turn you into a, the, the, the uh, tourist service for Australia, but it, we're fascinated by, <laughs> by by But so Bondi Beach has become a Bondi. Bondi. Of celebrity. That is my first role as an advocate of tourism in Australia. We have Bondi. Uh, 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 Not Bondi. Don't okay. call it Bondi. That's something else. All right. So uh, the Hemsworths, apparently, that's a beach they frequent. Uh, a lot of uh, celebrities. Have, Zac Efron, apparently, is out there a lot. Uh, so is this a, a star-studded, spectacular beach? Would we encounter? What is the celebrity to deadly spider ratio there? At Bondi Beach, much yeah. more celebrities to Deadly Spiders. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It yeah. is the place to be seen if you want to Instagram yourself on a beach in Australia. That's where you go. That's where it you is, go. Yeah, that's in fact, they started. There's a there's like a reality show. Oh, no, that was in uh, Byron, I think. They were doing a reality show of, of Instagram models in somewhere in, in New South Wales. I actually think it was in Byron Bay. All right. Well, let's ask Byron me. Bay's, I think it was called. Byron Bay is a... Um, is a oh, look, I'm digging a hole here. No, I, you're not. No, no, I just, 
Listen, can you feel how little I care about <laughs> Australian beach culture? Well, let's ask you about here because you came you came to Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia uh, beach culture. Love it. It's the best. Love it. When I'm not avoiding drinking the water, I'm swimming in it. <laughs> What's going on with oh, that? You heard about that, did you? I did. Yeah. I got a warning on my phone when I landed that, ah. I sh- that it was okay to drink the water. Do you believe that? Uh, no, absolutely not. I am not drinking the water while I'm in this town. Uh, do, you re- do you can you take because of your your? We're not quite sure what you are. Uh, what what? It's best not to ask. Okay, so you may have all sorts of exacerbating circumstances to drinking tap water. I don't know, oh, right? Especially yes. with liquid latex in it. No, I respond. It was it liquid latex. It was liquid yeah. latex. Oh my god! It was in eight, the drinking water. Eighty five hundred gallons poured into the uh, to some of the contributaries of uh, <sighs> our drinking waters. So. Well, you know what? If we're gonna speed up the end of the planet, you might as well just pour some <laughs> some. <laughs> Liquid latex into the river systems. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Let's, let's wrap it up as so, quickly as possible. Now that you're, uh, you've experienced, you've been here before many times before. What yep. is the story as as far as where you like to go when you're in ta- when you're in town? When I'm in Philly. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm a big fan of just wandering around the city. In fact, let's flip this. I gave you all of the Australian tips. Where should I go in Philly? It's a good Pitch one. Pitch me some angles that are non-touristy. Uh, I like museum. green park. You know what? I like Got the it. nature. The, mud, the mud or, or muter, as some people pronounce it, museum, which is a museum of medical anomalies. Oh, now we're talking. We're talking like they have this. Uh, they have a skeleton from the gentleman, tallest human on record, eight. Yeah. Beetles or something like that. They have his skeleton. They have a skeleton. They have Ooh. all sorts of weird Dr. Frankenstein like uh, uh, things in formaldehyde. And, and wow. yes, oh it's it's gosh. crazy. What's the other thing they have? The, the, the colon or. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it's the largest colon. Oh, you got to see the colon. (laughs) If you go into Philly, have you seen the colon? Uh, Liberty Belt? No, go to the colon. Sorry, are are you a history slash art fan? No, but I'm a big fan of the colon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Steve went and got a tour of the place called um, the Masonic Temple. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. Is it the first lodge of of Philly? Was it the old school Masonic Temple? It's an old school. Would you like to become a Freemason? Maybe I already am. <laughs> if I had opposable thumbs, I could do the handshakes. Uh, by the way, I want to let our listeners know who we're talking to. We're yes. talking to Randy Feltface. Uh, Randy is going to be at Helium this weekend. Both mm. of his uh, early shows tonight and tomorrow night are sold out. So uh, the only the ten o'clock shows are available right now. Get so. on them because it, you got to. You have to see. Like yeah. if you're on YouTube to see what we're dealing with here. And by the way, extraordinarily funny as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, heliumcomedy.com to get your tickets, but also. So, uh, Randy, yes. uh, you uh, produced and, and released a comedy special in July of last year, and that was, was that shot here in Philadelphia? Yes, you know what, I came in here on the day that I was filming that special, back in May last That's year. Right. Yeah, yeah, I yes. shot a special, it's called Smug Druggles, it's on it's on the YouTubes, you can see it on my YouTube channel. When you finish binge-watching binge people drawing penises, <laughs> flip over to my channel, check out Randy Cupface, Smug Druggles. You know what, I loved filming that here in Philly, that was a real treat to shoot that special in this town. So this is kind of my, like, my homecoming post-special. Well, we consider you a, a, a you know, a, a, a family member here. So oh, there thank you, go. you so much. I'm like an honorary colon. <laughs> that's, that's the way we refer to you. You know, you should switch the, the Phillies mascot up. It should just be a colon. Well, you know, we do what have... What is the Phillies mascot? Well, we the Phillies mascot is is the, uh, the um, fanatic. fanatic. 
Uh, we have a couple of good ones, though. We have Gritty the for the Flyers. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was another, another big... What yeah. is the fanatic? What is the shape of the fanatic? What, yeah, what does it big, look like? A big, like? green, furry monster. He was born in the Galapagos, so he's okay. also a foreigner. And wow. uh, he's got a snout and a little thing that comes out of his snout. Like, um, a, like, like an anteater. Yeah, kind of like an anteater. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did they just make a suit puppet style looking thing and then go that looks weird enough to be from uh, the Galapagos. It's probably the process. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love the fanatic. <laughs> yeah. Jim Henson oh. Studios came up with a design. Okay, oh, I, I take you back everything was, uh, I said about yeah. the cynicism. <laughs> I want to get a job with Henson's. Yeah. Please don't cancel me, Henson's. Mm-hmm. Did you, not, you Did you not work with uh, the Henson group for a while? No, I'm, I'm friends with a few of those Kids, but no, I haven't done it. Okay, all right. Have you, have, you, have you yourself done it? Never any? met Kermit. Never met Kermit. We've never been in the same room at the same time. Don't know what that tells you. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully one day, this is my okay. This is this is the thing. I'm going to come back to Philly. I'll always come back to Philly. Next time I come back, I, I'm going to come with a Muppet story. All right. Sometime oh. between. This is my pledge. To the good people of Philadelphia, I will somehow meet a Muppet. Well, I can tell you this. We mm. have a very solid connection to the world yes. of the Muppets. The really? Beretta brothers. Oh, yes. Uh, the, uh, Gene and his his, uh, his brother. Billy Beretta. Big Billy fan. Beretta. Big yeah. fan of Billy Beretta. So, so okay. All right. So, as long as you know. Yeah. You know, uh, in, in case you need any assistance, you obviously have your, your credentials, but, uh, you know, we can... T- Shore up your story if you're looking to get into that game. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right, fantastic. This is. I'm going to get a number off you <laughs> off the air. Yeah. Going to hook up. We're going to get a photo within a within. You know what? I'm going to New York on Monday. Uh. I'll try to get into the workshop. Mm. I'll try to scam my way into the Henson <laughs> I workshop, did, I... and I will get a photo of me with someone. All right, and right. I will send it to you, and we'll put it on the. This is. I'm laying this. Ga- I'm putting the gauntlet down sometime within the next week. I'll meet a Muppet. Oh, you're really shortening. <laughs> I know. You know what I've done? I've just dug a massive hole for myself on live radio. I can't take this back now. Uh, Randy, uh, the last time we had you here, were you as dressed up as you are now? No, I, mean, I, nice. I was more casual. I, yeah. I put a suit on for this because I thought I needed to clean up my reputation in uh, this town. Well, no, no. Even after meeting us, you see how we're dressed? We're, we look like slobs except for Catholic. I know, but you're here every morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm a special guest. Mm-hmm. I, had I, to, I had to look my nicest on the air. Plus, you... this is what I wore on stage last night and I slept in it. Oh. So. <laughs> Where do you buy your clothes? Uh, uh, Target. <laughs> In the children's department. <laughs> Target. Hey, me too sometimes. I'm a size six kids. Send me all of your clothes. Uh, I yeah. literally, when I was a waiter, I, I didn't have any money and I had to get my clothes and I went to the Husky section at Kohl's to get my, to get my work attire. Oh, yeah. Husky was... So the, when you were were a bigger kid, they would throw around the terms husky yeah. and stocky. And stocky, not fat. He's stocky. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so that was, you know what that meant. What do they call fat people in Australia? <laughs> uh, fanatics. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a healthy breed of, I mean, we think of the, you know, I know we have an obesity problem here in the in the States, but uh, it's it doesn't seem to be the same in Australia, is it? Uh, no, not quite as bad. You're running but, you away know, from all I those feel spiders. Like that's, that's, that's something that's happening across the planet, isn't it? As we evolve into sitting creatures more than walking creatures. Yeah. As, as I sit uh, down. <laughs> yeah. I'm standing. You're standing, we believe. I'm standing. Yeah. yeah, you don't know what's going on under here, but I am, you, no one needs to know what happens under the table. I've seen on your Instagram, it, there, there clearly are legs that are available, I guess, that are kept in a separate case. Absolutely, yeah. yes. I have the body, the body of a horse. I'm 
a centaur. <laughs> Very cool. So um, the shows are sold out for the the early shows, but the other shows are sold out? Yeah, the late shows are still open. Are and they're open. the best ones in oh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Come to a 10 p.m. show in Philly. You'll you'll see some fun stuff. So if a wide smattering of fans, describe to us the, the quintessential... Uh, Feltface fan. Uh, lemon cardigan, glitter eyeliner, <laughs> cute bob bangs, pink converse, house plant tattoo, starburst earrings, pet rabbit. See, right. I've seen it a thousand times. I know. They're all cosplay and cupcake bacon, pronoun flipping, D&D on ketamine, geek chic, bubble tea kind of vibes. You know wow. what I'm saying? Well, you yeah. know, you know your families. <laughs> a lot of gamers. A lot of anime fans. Well, I love them. I love them. Whatever love your them. persuasion. It's well worth the time to see, and I understand that you're you're good friends with Heath uh, McLord. So, right? I don't know who that okay, is. Right. So, uh, anyway, uh, well, look below you, my people. Find anyway. Uh, the uh, helium, as we said before, always a joy. Again, you want to see this in person because uh, it is a great show at Helium Comedy Club. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Man. Oh my gosh, it's so yeah, great yeah. to be here. Thank you so much. I have one question. Have sure. you started pr- pronouncing the W in the in the title of the radio station? Yeah, yeah, we do sometimes. You doing it? Sometimes. Yeah. You're doing the W? Well, sometimes. Yeah, you, you. I think you held us to task last time. Yeah, on that. yeah, I'm missing the W. Keep it in there. I want that in. I, to mop it if you start using the W. You've heard him this morning on WMMR, the President Steve <laughs> show. Oh, no. I wanted you to start saying double M. Oh, that, that's what it was. Yes. It was like W double M. Yes. Oh, that's true. Yes. W-M-M-R. That was, I recall now, W double M. Well, we'll have to take that for a swing. But everybody, it's it's Randy Feldface. Thanks so much for coming. And uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff to get to. Case Brandon still. Metallic on the Brandon Metallic. Oh, awesome. So stick around. We'll be back with that. What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. Nickelback. Metallica. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. And that's the new one from Metallica. It's called 72 Seasons. Hope you enjoyed that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, man. Holy moly. Love love that energy. I said they just topped off their uh, cred bank with that because... Uh, but people say, oh, Metallica, are they, are they losing it? Well, there you go. They're not clearly. Yeah. Uh, it's a toe tapper on steroids. Listen, and, and this just puts it into perspective. Uh, this text message says these guys are in their 60s. Yeah. Holy moly. Well, that's always the fear of a, a band that you love. And so many people love Metallica that, okay, all right, they're going to lose the energy. Mm-hmm. Well, that was their statement that says they're not. Well, it, it, listen, to anybody in their 20s, 30s, or 40s, when you hear that, you go, okay, this gives me hope, right? Because... When I was younger, 60 seemed like, you know, the end. And now, like, oh 60 is not what it, you, it is. Of I mean, not. dude, listen. My, my of inspiration <laughs> for Casey Boy. No, I know what you're saying. But, my, I mean, that's, listen, it's part of the deal. My 60-year-old cousin is doing a rim-to-rim hike in the Grand Canyon this summer, right? So and That's so, a rim job, too. That, that, is, that is a double rim job. So, North to south rim. Delicious. Well, yeah, so you're never out of the game. It's just proven by Metallica. It's yes. WMMR. Or w, what, what did uh, Randy W-M-W-M. No, W-M-M-R. All right. 
I can't do it. Anyway, it's a No Sad Bro Friday. Uh, that that really uh, woke me up. That was, that was awesome. uh, pretty intense. So uh, we still have a bit more to get to on today's show. Casey, where are we going now? You know what? Uh, this is what I'm going to do. Because uh, I know we still have stuff to give away. We do. And so Kathy's going to do traffic, and we're going to roll right into uh, Bizarre File after that. So let's do a giveaway right now. Okay. All right. So we are going to give away a pair of tickets to see the National League champion Phillies take on the Miami Marlins. That game is going to be a Monday, April 10th at 640. If you want to buy tickets, you can go to phillies.com for that. But we are looking for caller number 10 uh, for that one at 215-263-WMMR. And, uh, and so we're going to do that. And then uh, Kathy's going to do... Her traffic. This is our last traffic of the entire week, make it Kathy. A good one. Yeah, make it good. <laughs> 422 westbound, the off ramp at Hanover Street closed for construction. Uh, slow on the school eastbound from Gladwin into Belmont. Also from the boulevard into Girard, there's police activity uh, off to the right shoulder causing that delay. 95 southbound, heavy from Cotman to Bridge, and then from Girard to the Vine, the right lane blocked with an accident. Uh, crossing town on the Vine, you're okay. We've got some delays on the Atlantic City Expressway because of construction eastbound between 42 and Berlin Cross Keys. Westbound, uh, same, uh, same area, the left lane is closed. 55 northbound, jams from 3 322 to 553, left lane closed with construction. Coming over the Commodore Barry Bridge, eastbound direction, right lane closed with construction. Uh, the Walt Whitman, westbound, the right lane closed with construction as well. This traffic report brought to you by InvisibleFence.com. Invisible Fence brand has protected over 3 million pets. Their training results in a 99% success rate, and they even offer a one year money back guarantee. Learn more at InvisibleFence.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And Bizarre File is brought to you by Sequoia Outback, making backyards beautiful all over the Delaware Valley for over 25 years. You can stop in for their annual spring into Sequoia sales going on right now, Route 309 in Hatfield, or you can check them out online at decksupplies.com. I'm going to lead with a follow-up story for you. Uh, this is from a little while back, but a former priest and two women accused of having sex on a church altar have been charged with institutional vandalism. I remember this story, and it occurred to me at that time that he's not a very good priest. Right. District Attorney Warren Montgomery says 37-year-old Travis Clark, 41-year-old Mindy Dixon, and 28-year-old Melissa Chang were charged Documents claim that Clark was caught videotaping himself having sex with two dominatrices on the altar of Pearl River Church in Louisiana. Wow, I like these candles. Uh, Clark, Cheng, and Dixon were originally arrested for obscenity because their sex acts had been visible from the street. However, prosecutors ultimately charged the with the lesser count of institutional vandalism. Archbishop Gregory Amond announced that Clark had been working in St. Tammany Parish and had been removed from the ministry. Amon uh, said that uh, his des- desecration of the altar in church was demonic. I am infuriated by his actions. When the details became clear, we had the altar removed and burned, by the way. <laughs> well, we're looking at the mugshots. Each one of these people is just completely messed up. Mm-hmm. Yep. A man accused of threatening others with a chainsaw at a Raleigh hotel is in custody. Police have arrested Jacob Vandenberg in connection with the incident. We need to get rid of that chainsaw greeter. Police surrounded the Red Roof Inn after responding to a disturbance call on Saturday night. 
Uh, the man threatened several people, but no one was hurt. Police said the man used a chainsaw to menace victims. The man in question eventually left the hotel in what appeared to be a dark-colored sedan. Security footage captured a glimpse of the man who was wearing a dark green baseball cap, long white coat, dark jeans, and white shoes. Uh, the motives surrounding the man's actions were not known. Police confirmed a chainsaw was stolen from an area, Lowe's Home Improvement Store, uh-huh. and that storefront is boarded up as a result of that break-in. Now, uh, was he was the chainsaw running at the time, or was he just simply threatening to I use it? I don't know. Her? I assumed it was running. Uh, Vandenberg is charged with second-degree kidnapping, assault with a deadly weapon, larceny of a firearm, and disorderly conduct as well. With 30 compressions and two rescue breaths, 16-year-old uh, Toriel Norwood saved her best friend's life, and it was just a day after completing a basic life support class at her high school. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, she said, I never would have thought that it, uh, that I would be the one out of all the students in my class to have to perform it on someone. Norwood was driving three friends home in St. Petersburg when another car slammed into her from the left and sent the car careening. She said, we crashed in someone's yard. I hit a tree. <clears throat> the impact jammed shut the driver's side door, so she had to climb out the front window. Two of her friends managed to get out of the car unharmed, but a collision had, the collision had caused her 16-year-old friend, Azaria Simmons, to hit her head on the backseat window. She said, when I turned around, I didn't see Azaria running with us, so I had to run back to the car as fast as I can. <clears throat> she was just sitting there unresponsive, and that's when the training that Norwood had just learned kicked in. She said, a lot of people started to gather around to see what was happening. And I started yelling, back up. She needs space. She pulled Simmons out of the back seat, avoiding a broken glass from the window. She said, that's when I checked her pulse on her neck. I put my head against her chest, and I didn't really hear anything. Oh, man. So that's when I started doing CPR on her. And after the 30 compressions and two rescue breaths, Simmons regained consciousness. Paramedics quickly arrived and rushed her to the hospital where she received stitches for a gash in her forehead. Uh, Norwood, who's a junior, participates in the school's Athletic Lifestyle Management Academy, Program prepares students for various careers in health science, and one of those skills learned is CPR. Pretty it's good cool. to know it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, police officer in Harrisonburg, Virginia, was stable after having accidentally been shot during an attempt to stop a loose cow. So officers were responding to an animal complaint Saturday night after a cow escaped a stockyard earlier in the day. This could have been an utter catastrophe. Thank you! The cow... <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Love you. Good night. ...was found near a 7-Eleven a short time after the call. Officers intervened after ranchers were able to capture and contain the cow. An officer was struck by a bullet in the lower body and transferred to a medical center for non-life-threatening injury. Now, the department is investigating whether the officer was shot... By a fellow officer or by someone else trying to stop the cow. So they're trying to round up the cow with a gun? I guess at some point yeah. somebody took a shot. Yeah. I don't know why. He's by the 7-Eleven. Shoot now. And then the the sad part of this, because injuries were sustained during the attempt to wrangle the animal, they had to euthanize the, the cow. Man. It wasn't the, the cow's, cow's fault. fault. It was like the cow was packing heat. Somebody was trigger happy. It's going to get bloody right. <laughs> yep. All right, uh, the Chesapeake Bay blue crab. We're all familiar yes, with it. Absolutely. Yeah, common yeah. around here, right? Well, it's just turned up in Irish waters for the first time ever. And wildlife experts there say its presence could pose a serious threat to native marine life. We don't need your kind around here. Uh, blue crabs are an invasive species in Europe. Like, are they? Like snakeheads or blue catfish are here. Huh. Uh, marine scientists consider them a large and aggressive crab species, highly effective at reproducing. How did they get over there? Uh, so Ruth McManus spotted a dead blue crab. Dear what? God, what is that? 
I've never seen a crab that cute. Uh, so, uh, he, Ruth McManus spotted the dead blue crab washed up among seaweed. Let me look at that. That's a, that's a blue crab you've got there. On Dolly Mount Strand. Was that from Dolly Mount Strand? In Dublin. In Dublin. Uh, she's never seen anything like it before. You've probably never seen anything like that before. And so she sent a photo to Dave Wall. Dave the, Wall, he's the man you want to contact. At the National Biodiversity he's Data He's over Center. there at the National Bio Institute of Devonshire. <laughs> Wall confirmed the species. A blue crab claw was also found on Dolly Mount Strand around the same time. Dear busybody, it's a blue crabby thingy. Uh, he said that it may be from the same crab. Certainly Irish biologists hope that there aren't more uh, than one. Quick question. So they're not invasive here, but they become invasive in that environment. They're indigenous here. Right. So, yeah. So a breeding population of blue crabs began to establish in the Mediterranean Sea around 2012. How did they get there? It's likely they arrived via ballast waters from a ship traveling from America. There are now blue cap crab fisheries established on the Mediterranean, some of which import the crab to Europe. But it also took out a lot of, of uh, Native, indigenous yes. wildlife and so on in the process. So they, they killed all their zebras. Want that to happen here? Uh, the invasive blue crab had a major impact on marine ecosystems. Marine ecosystems in the Mediterranean, wiping out native shellfish species and fouling and damage. Huh. Fishing net, so they sit down at the beach today. I didn't see one zebra. They don't want that to happen in Ireland now, so they're huh. keeping an eye on it. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file. It's folks. interesting how precarious certain ecosystems yeah. can be. Very and much you, so. you introduce something, and we know it can, it can go totally out of whack with the introduction of an insect. Yeah, you know, and that's that's how it, it works. That's why they have all of the you know laws uh, in effect to yeah. keep you from bringing outside stuff. You know, whether it be you know, plants or animals. Or uh, 200 parakeets uh, glued to your nutsack. It can be a problem <laughs> and painful. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the B-File. We're going to take a break. So we'll come back in just a moment on MMR. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's Video On Demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding! This is Virginia Lottery Recording Session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. No Sad Bro Friday? Oh, my God, it's so close to the weekend. <laughs> now, you know, I, I was thinking about what we talked about earlier in the week, and in yesterday afternoon and evening, Thursday evening is a close comp- competitor, but Friday... Yeah. Is to me is the no the most no sad broiest of the weekend. Yeah, and you know what? I actually and I'm going to give a shout out because uh, I had a really really cool uh, relaxed Thursday night. I, I went to my daughter is in a play. I feel like Again. all my daughters are in like a thousand plays. You're but, like uh, Flo Ziegfeld with all these shows you put on. But uh, last night was the opening night for uh, Catholic Community Choirs, uh, CCC's um, Matilda Junior, and it's uh, at, at Cardinal O'Hara High School. And so they have a show tonight and tomorrow and Sunday. Steve, it was so good. I mean, these are little kids. Right. Like, you know, I think like eighth grade is, is, is maybe ninth grade is as old as they go, but like second, third graders, dude, they have um, 
um, like cables, like ca- people are flying across the <laughs> for like third graders. Yeah, wow. And so right. the, the little girl who plays Matilda, I think she might be in like third grade. I think her name's Rose or something. Um, she had this one moment in the second act where she is hovering. 15 to 20 feet above the stage, singing this beautiful song. I, I thought I was going to cry. It was so touching. And she's so You're talented. Have to leave, sir. I, honestly. And I was sitting by myself like a weirdo. Like, I, you know. Um, but and then who are you here to see? Uh, yeah. no, but if, if anybody out there is interested in taking their kids to go see this, I, I highly recommend it. Cool. It's really, yeah. really great. So um, we are done with traffic for the day. And we uh, have now uh, a stupid uh, lesson learned. Yes. Lesson question. More to give away. And, uh, and Nick McElwain is the person with the questions. I believe this is a difficult one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, how much Flibador does Steve like in his mango-infused beer? If you were listening, oh my god! I hope you know the answer. How much Flibador does Steve like in his mango-infused beer? And I will give you a hint. It's not a real word. Oh my god! You know what? Um, this is interesting. I'm going to like this experiment because you are you are a grade A level Preston and Steve listener. If you remember that, yes, and you deserve everything that you get, which is modest. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the prize is actually pretty good. What so is it? It is a one hundred dollar gift card to Nebraza. Oh so, my god! Yeah, hundred bucks to Nebraza. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, you're going to earn it back. today. It's awesome. You're going right. to earn it today. So uh, the question again, Nick: How much Flibador? <laughs> The Steve Morrison like in his mango infused beer. Two one five two six three WMMR. There we go. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Time for Steve to take out the trash. What's going on, Steve? Ah, very nice. Joshua Tyler Best, a contestant on Katie Thurston's season of The Bachelorette has been arrested for possessing child pornography. Authorities say they're moving ahead with filing charges and seeing if they can get that rose back. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And speaking of roses, Rosie Perez saying she's made peace with Spike Lee for a nude scene she had to do in the movie, Do the Right Thing. Perez says she's put it behind her and holds no ill will, while Lee says he remembers her as having, quote, Primo Jugs. Oh, wow. So, I don't think he's getting the whole thing there. And finally, Angela White, formerly known as Black China. Did you know that was her name? Angela White, Black China, says she's dropped her alter ego in an effort to set a good example for her children. White says her biggest challenge will be co-parenting with Rob Kardashian because he is, quote, so stupid that he's actually looped back to smart. Wow. All right, here we go. We're going to do this lesson question. Nick, what is is the question again? Yeah, uh, how much Flibador does Steve Morrison like in his mango-infused beer? And uh, we have one call. (laughs) All right, we have one. And I don't don't Uh, know if this is the right answer, but we're going to go to it. Jason? Uh, what I don't, I don't even know how to ask the question. Jason, how much Flibador does Steve like in his mango-infused beer? Is it a dip boy? It is not. I am. Oh, oh that that to me seemed man. close. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I wrote it down. Oh wow. Uh, you know, just peel back the curtain a little bit. I write down all these questions as we go, and I try to write them down immediately so that I don't forget. Um, so during the course of the morning, if you if you are watching the YouTube channel and you see me writing something down, yeah. it's, it, uh, in all likelihood, it's a Steve Morrison joke and maybe might be a lesson quite later in the morning. Right. And you know what? I know that a lot of our listeners actually do that as well. Um, are, are, are texters getting it? Nope. No. It's uh, a I tough one. Give a shout out to uh, Mike, one of our Twitter followers who sends oh, screenshots yes. in of lesson questions that he writes down all day long. Is that the Chai Mike? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Smart. Very right, so, smart. So nobody on the text board's getting it. Nobody's calling in. Do- do you want to let it breathe a little bit? Let it breathe? I have I have endless faith in the listeners, but that is a tough one. You can Somebody rewind. Get it. 
You can rewind back on the YouTube channel to the connoisseur and find out the answer. If, if wow. we don't get uh, a correct answer, I do have other questions that I could ask that are a little easier. All right, so let's let's do uh, let's let this breathe a little bit. Okay, uh, let's go. We have music news, correct? Yeah, but you know what? I got to move some things around. All right, you I'm, move them around. I got my winning music. I get your wheelbarrow. Yeah. Oh, dude, you know what? I I cannot use a mouse with my left hand. Uh, <laughs> Dude. Can you brush your teeth with your left hand? I can't do anything no. with my... Yeah. You know what? The Sorry. only thing I can do with my left hand is scroll on my phone. That's the only oh, thing I can do with my I left hand. I can't do that either. All right, let's uh, do the music. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> music News is brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Got junk? Want it gone? Got floors? Want them clean? Call J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Veteran owned and operated starting started right here in southeastern PA. You can call 844 get J Dog or visit them online at jdog.com. Uh, Kathy's got the music news today. The rumors are true. A new hard rock and heavy metal festival is coming to the Empire Polo Grounds in Indio, California, same place where Coachella and Stagecoach take place. The three-day lineup for Power Trip includes Guns N' Roses and Iron Maiden on Friday, October 6th, uh-huh. ACDC and Ozzy Osbourne Saturday, October 7th. Okay. And then uh, also, well, this says it says Friday, October 6th again. I think that might be wrong. Maybe there's a third day is Metallica and Tool. Okay, so I went and saw what they called Old Cella there uh, around the same time of year. And I, I, so when you said hard rock, like I was worried there was going to be like Pantera, like really, wow. really heavy stuff. And right. I would have stayed as far away from that as I possibly could. But these ones are not bad. This is like essentially this is the the rock version. Well, if you, of, if you look, Casey, yeah, Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, ACDC, Ozzy Osbourne, Kathy Metallica, and Tool. Yeah, so it's two bands per night. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So Old Cello was that. Yeah, you're going to get like two uh, two-hour concerts per band each night. I, I recommend going to this because... If you're uh, a fan of the music. If, 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 yeah. Obviously, if you're a yeah, fan yeah. of the music, go. Because um, the, the, the Polo Grounds, it's and in October... Super comfortable, Absolutely. And, and when the sun goes down, it gets even more comfortable. Uh, you can rent houses around there. We rent, we rented bikes, and we rode our bikes to the uh, to the concert grounds. It's that it's uh, awesome, and uh, you know, because of Roses, Iron Maiden, ACDC. Uh, I'm assuming this yeah. last night, uh, Metallica and Tool is supposed to be um, on Sunday. That would the just you, you, that, that, definitely yeah. the headliners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, tickets go on sale beginning Thursday, April 6th at 10 a.m. Uh, fans can register now for access to tickets at Power Trip Live. General admission three-day passes start at uh, $599 plus fees. Payment plans are available for passes. Meanwhile, hotel and VIP packages will go on sale Tuesday, April 4th. Okay, Kathy, we're going to stall the music news for just a second. Okay. Oh, wait, no, I can't. Well, uh, we, well, no, we can, right? We don't no. need all the, the brouhaha. No, I like some music. You need a little brouhaha, but... uh, It's all right. They can hold on, right? Uh, No, 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 no. We're going to move ahead. Uh, So, uh, what's the question again? How much Flibador does Steve like in his mango-infused beer? And I believe Ralph actually might be getting the answer correct. All right. Ralph, are you there? Yes. Okay, Ralph, what is the answer to the question? (laughs) I believe it's pronounced pangy. He's right. All right, Ralph, you won yourself a $100 gift card to Nabraza. This Easter, celebrate at Nabraza in Horsham with a unique Rodizio-style dining experience. Brunch and dinner seating available right now. For reservations, go to nabraza.com. I'm going to throw you on hold real quick. 
And um, we rejoin music <laughs> already in progress. Thank you. Music view on ninety three WMMR. You get the whole thing. In a teaser clip just released from Coldplay's new concert film, Chris Martin is seen belting out the hit Him for the Weekend. Although she did not make an appearance, Beyonce's vocals were on the original 2016 recording of the song. However, guest appearances do include Jin from BTS and her. Ooh, uh-huh. The concert was filmed in Buenos Aires. I'm a Aires, Jungkook guy, but that's okay. Argentina <laughs> at the end of last year and was captured using 30 cameras as well as racing drones and 360 filming techniques. Music of the Spheres live at River Plate will be shown in 200 cinemas across 70 territories beginning in April. And Ace Freely is threatening to release a 120-page a manuscript filled with what he calls dirt on Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Uh-huh. This, Extortion. Yeah, this threat from Freely comes after Stanley made remarks in a recent interview regarding Kiss being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stanley was asked why he and Simmons refused to play with Freely and Pete Chris at their induction. He said, in part, because if you saw people on stage who looked like Kiss but sounded like that, maybe we should be called Piss. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fighting words. Yeah. Freely under- I would want to be called piss. Freely understandably was offended by Stanley's remarks. He fired back in an interview uh, with Classic Rock saying he wants a formal apology within the next seven days. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a new super group called Piss. Opening will be diarrhea. <laughs> If he doesn't receive one, Freely says, I'm going to tell some dirt that nobody knows about Paul and Jean that I've always kept to myself. Just so, you know, the, the, the number one KISS fan that I know, uh, my trainer, Dwayne, uh, he explains all the mechanics of, of this band. And, and he, uh, like, he loves all the band members. But yeah. this, this sort of, uh, this, this agitation and conflict goes back to the, he says, mm-hmm. because Paul and Jean are, are businessmen who who know how to keep everything cogent together and and while we may love the others as well yeah. they were not as invested in the keeping at the longevity of the band. That's my understanding. That's what he says, and I'd put money in that. And like it goes back to the beginning? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Freely notes that the 120-page manuscript filled with dirt is in the possession of his attorney in a safety deposit box. He also added, God forbid anything happens to me, my attorney is instructed to release it to the New York Times, Rolling Stones, and everybody. If anything should happen to me, release this. He further noted their careers will be ruined. Those guys aren't squeaky clean. You know how many lawsuits girls have against Gene? Stanley, Simmons, or any of their reps have yet to comment on Freely's statement. I mean, stroke my chicken at you. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's already essentially, you're, not, you're, you're releasing a manuscript without even releasing it. Right, right. Uh, and that's music news. Well oh, done! Wow. Hey! Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, very well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. and that gives us one, gets us one step closer to the weekend. Yes, finishing a little bit earlier today, but that's okay, and we'll come back and see what's going on with Pierre and uh, end up everything, uh, the Word of the Week prize. Oh, it's exciting. Yes. Hey everyone, it's Kathy Romano. Spring is here. Now let's get that ponytail ready for the chopping block for Kathy's Cuts. We're supporting Wigs for Kids and helping children look themselves and live their lives. Donate your hair to Wigs for Kids on Monday, May 1st. Go to PrestonandSteve.com. Make sure you meet the new minimum requirement of 14 inches of hair. Then make an appointment to join us on May 1st. 
you'll receive a new short hairstyle by the amazing stylists at Gravity Hair Salon in Ambler and Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Donors will also get refreshments from Duncan, a Kathy's Cuts t-shirt, and a gift bag from True Beauty Concepts. Don't wait. Go to PrestonAndSteve.com to sign up. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks, 1031 on a no-sat, bro. Yes, and very much so. It's been a lot of fun today. We, yeah. uh, we had some uh, some good conversations, and of course, I want to thank our Randy Feldface that is going to be appearing at Helium Comedy Club. Get a good reaction to him. People really dig that. So you got to go see it, though, because it's really, you know... Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a visual medium. He's a puppet, uh, for Christ. Yeah, Nick, uh, what were your, it was the first time you met Randy. It's great. It's, yeah. It was so much fun. I think it's really cool that he wants to meet Kermit. So. <laughs> Did you find it? Yeah. Because you were doing it, too. You, you, you make eye contact with a puppet. You're, you're interviewing yeah. a, a non-living creature. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But you assume that there's a soul inside of that thing. <laughs> And did you um, get Randy in touch? Or you're yeah. going to get him in touch with the... So the Beretta camp? brothers are, are terrific. Uh, Gene and, and Billy Beretta. And uh, I've been chatting with Gene Beretta a little bit uh, this morning. And, um, yes, we are going to put Randy... Randy? In touch with... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Gene and Billy Beretta, and hopefully I can actually make that goal come true and get up to the workshop in the next week or so. Hell, I want to go to the day. I know, right? I want to freaking see it. All of that stuff is amazing what those guys do. So, But anyway, uh, a dear friend of the show has just walked in, ladies and gentlemen, Pierre Robert. Hey! (laughs) Thank you. So I figured I'd goose it a little bit, like we see every day, but every once in a while, I think it helps to act super excited to see someone you see every day. Hello, everyone! You guys are great. It's just to pick me up, you know what I'm saying? Nice job on music news, Kathy. She's good, uh, right? Thank you. You know, it means a lot coming from you. No, I I thought I, I got great information, and um, I thought you delivered it beautifully. Thank you. A plus. Yeah. I think, uh, a plus again. Yeah. I, I think of all the people that stepped into Preston's shoes this week. Kathy was probably the best. Oh. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I told you this yesterday, though, Casey. Okay, so you did a great job in and out of the breaks. Um, you yeah. know, it's, no, you did. I thank you. I'm not really good at taking compliments, mostly because I disagree with you. Yeah. But uh, thank you. I appreciate Nick that. was solid as a rock. Marissa is solid as a rock. Steve is, uh, he is the rock. He is the rock. <laughs> and, uh, I'm the rock Connor, out of everyone. You, you couldn't do all of this without the great Connor, who uh, is oh, not yeah. uh, spoken of that often. But he is in the background doing great work, as is... Uh, your wonderful video videographer. <laughs> right. Kyle. Kyle, yeah. Kyle. I was about to get to that. I would have a sip of coffee first. <laughs> Kyle. take a hit off the coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, well, you know, let's get the okay, uh, letter from... Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, as they clean that up. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, it's Friday, and Preston and Steve show is brought to you today <laughs> by the letter... K. K, as in... Um, King. King. All right. 215-263-WMMR. Wait, I don't know. Does Preston usually say we need a... Is it the first It's the first he caller? He picks a caller. He picks, he a, picks caller. a number. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, pick a number. It's up to you, bro. He's saying... Yo, bro. I, I, all right. I'm going to pick a number. Uh, my favorite number is four. There. Four. All right. Caller number four. Done and done. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Are you, are you okay with it, Pierre? Was it a, a major... <laughs> no, it's not a big spill. Um, I didn't have the cap on the coffee. Oh, so I was still adding... 
the proper amount of sugar. Right. And then uh, if you walk with an open cup, it tends to spill. It always looks like a crime scene when you're preparing the coffee. Everything in my life yeah. looks like a crime scene. <laughs> uh, Kevin Gunn, in one of the great and brilliant comments that he's known for, Bill was looking for me one day, and he goes, have you seen Pierre? And he goes, just look for the debris field. <laughs> and it's pretty true. It's, it's true. So very true. It's so true because I tend to land and then explode and spread out. Uh, like know, a cluster bomb. Kind of yeah, like yeah. that. It, it is funny because, I, you know, I watch uh, Pancake do uh, his best and try to set up a, a nice, neat studio for you when, you, <laughs> when your show begins. And so you'll have, you know, some letters out for workforce blocks and then the almanac so you can do, you know, the planner and um, go into the studio a uh, half hour after what Pancake has attempted. You know, he's, he's, it's Nick, been he's a race. Like, he's like, uh, Pierre's like that tunnel digging device in Total Recall. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Not even a half an hour, Nick. Uh, no. Three seconds. I know. Because he has it all generous. played, and then and, and he just chucks everything <laughs> on. You really should just give him his own table. Like, here, just put our right, stuff here. Yeah. You know what I find really um, sweet and endearing is, you know, all the producers that, that have worked with you f- over the years. That I've know, driven out. <laughs> that, that I've driven running to the hills. Uh, they love you. Yeah, they, they true. All, no, they all hate me. No, they don't. Nick yeah. has always hated me. Pancake hates me. <laughs> Just despise you. Uh, it's not Jason true. hated me. Nope. Yeah, they hate me. It's a big fraternal thing. And you're, was, you're the daddy. I got on. to uh, drive up to Cardboard Classic with Pancake uh, this year, which was a lot of fun. And Pancake's just a, a great person, and I love spending time with him. But I hadn't had one-on-one time with him for a while. And, it, and Pancake... Um, uh, loves you as do I, as does Jason, and uh, but it is you, you can trade war stories. <laughs> I, I worked for you for three years, and then Jason did it for a very long time. And now Pancake, how long has Pancake been your producer? Uh, he started in '71. <laughs> oh, uh, so he goes uh, way back. Yeah, he goes yeah. way back. Yeah, the first Nixon administration. Yeah, it was right. first. Oh, oh. All right. If, Here comes Pancake. Can we already do war stories some other time. <laughs> okay. Oh. oh. Here we go. Yeah, we want two war stories. Um, I started in uh, 2013, so okay. uh, I'm about nine and a half wow. years. Wow, that's uh, wild, man. Jason was just at nine years. Um, yeah, so so I, I, I <laughs> you're like I Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriend at 25. You know, there's a cutoff point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or what was that band, Menudo? I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 older than sixteen years old. Uh, so, well, that th- th- things bode well. I mean, you 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 have a good nature for this kind of uh, uh, job, uh, pancake. I just it's wild that it's been that long. It, it has been a long time. Yes, and and um, and the stories that that me and Nick know and and Jason know. Um, there's always so, a knowing smile the, and a wink and a nod. Yes. Yeah. You guys are going to have a manuscript in a safety deposit box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like Ace Freely. It's way Just more than like 120 Ace pages. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's the size of Moby Dick. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, but yes, he, the, uh, he is right. We all love you. And, um, yeah. It's, um, hate me. You always hated the, uh, me. There, there was, within three seconds of today, he ran in and there was a half of that cup that didn't spill here, spilled <laughs> in, in the studio. And he goes, I'm sorry, but I have have to to go so yeah. the the, uh, the liner book is, my, is drying out now one of my favorite memories uh, fairly recently within the past two years was uh, I just happened to be walking by Pierre's studio and I see loads of paper towels all over the place and and I just see Pierre standing there like in the middle of it and he just goes oh dear <laughs> and that yeah, was it uh, I've been a spiller my entire yeah. life I, I used to spill my milk almost every night. Uh, and it would seep through the cracks of our dining table, and my mother would go, "Don't worry, the dogs will get it." And we uh, don't have, <laughs> yeah, we don't have dogs. The day after I was um, on stage with Bon Jovi, 
John Fulham, our general manager, was coming around the corner, and I had just spilled an entire <laughs> cup of coffee on the carpet. And he goes, great job with Bon Jovi. I go... Thanks, as I'm on the on my knees scrubbing up the coffee. Um, and, you know, so it's, uh, yeah. It is what it is. It but is it, it it, is. In fact, you're going to catch a lot of it today. Yeah. Uh, and somebody on, on the phone right now is going to be very, very happy with, uh, with uh, Pierre. All right, let's go to Brian, uh, Casey. And Brian, uh, we are looking for the word of the week. Do you have it? The word is shark. Great day in the morning! Congratulations, dude. You won a pair of 2023-2024 winter season passes for Montage Mountain, the home of the Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic. Included with each pass, you can enjoy first tracks on weekends and holidays one hour prior to the public. Tickets to Mountain Fest 2024, 10% discount on Montage Mountain food offerings, and much more. Season passes are on sale right now for the lowest price offered for next winter. With payment plans available, and the prices go up in two days, April 2nd. So you want to visit MontageMountainResorts.com and get yours today. Brian, congratulations. We're going to throw you on hold. Enjoy your weekend. Excellent, excellent. Okay, Pierre, what's on the show for uh, everyone to listen to today? Thank you. Thank you for asking. We'll have uh, lots of stuff. We've got Elvis Gustav. And the Imposters uh, tickets to give away. Uh, and Nick Lowe will be on that bill. It's coming to the Met. Uh, it's about, no, I think it just went on sale, as did Queen and Adam Lambert. We nice. have tickets for that as well. Uh, October at the Big Joint. Then Workforce Blocks of ACDC for Angus Young's birthday. Also, Ed Robert's birthday. And I have a clip of my late father going, who the hell is Angus Young? <laughs> Remember that, Nick? I do, yeah. I was working for you we at were, the time. We were on the phone with Ed, and I was wishing him happy birthday, and I go, you share a birthday with Angus Young. He, he wanted <laughs> nothing to do. If it wasn't Tony Bennett or Frank Sinatra, good Didn't night. Didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and he go, who the hell is Angus Young? It's a cute little bit. Uh, so uh, we'll have that little clip. We'll have Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Uh, he's at the Borgata this evening and Workforce Block of Queen in honor of those tickets having gone on sale. All right, excellent. Nice. And uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Casey. Yes, sir. Uh, before I do that, I want to wish a very, very happy birthday to one of my dearest friends, Melissa Slappy Snappy. Happy birthday. I love you. Um, and our Preston's T-Show is brought to you today by Duncan. Yeah. Preston's T-Show runs on Duncan. We do. Brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and brought to you by Trinity Rehab with locations all over and now open in King of Prussia. Trinity-Rehab.com. Right, we're going to be taking a little bit of time off, but we'll be back and uh, hopefully we'll be back and have some um, some positive from Preston's experience. Oh, you know what? Yes, Kathy. Yeah, real quick before we go. because get we do have, now. Yeah, we do have the next week off. Um, don't forget, if you have 14 inches of hair that you want to donate to Kathy's Cuts, it benefits Wigs for Kids at PrestonandSteve.com. You can sign up there. The only appointments that are left over are at Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel and this just in, Jackie Bam Bam is going to help us out and he's going to be at wow. that location nice. on Monday, May 1st is uh, when the event is. Go to PrestonandSteve.com for all the information, the guidelines, and to sign up. Excellent. Alright, well now we're going to leave. Uh, uh, to listen, thanks for everything and thanks for hanging with us on these uh, days we're kind of uh, just kind of piecemealing things together. We really appreciate it. Have a great weekend and Ray John. <laughs> Everybody's good to have you on the map.
Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that's no longer a sedative for your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is on a mission to make the most of the loaf, to rid the world of GMOs, high fructose corn syrup, and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. Killer taste, killer texture, and always organic. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified.